This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> I, I was recording, but then I stopped because I thought you weren't ready. What did I just say to you? I... Oh. <laughs> Are you Nick, recording? Nick, your video just froze as you open your mouth really wide to stuff that tape. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> hopefully this is the start of the um, the introduction. Nick eating cake and uh, Mikey just being a moron. Um, thank you for downloading the podcast. Much appreciated. Hope you listen live as well, because uh, that's always worth doing, isn't it, everyone? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With enthusiasm. Hurrah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so coming up we talk all about that wonderful game of the weekend where we lost 2-1 to T***ford. Um, oh, did I say T***ford? Sorry, that's, that's really... That's like saying wet spam for West Ham. I hate myself. Uh, we lost 2-1 to Watford in a very disappointing game, but I think we'd, um, we chewed the fat over it for long enough to kind of get it out of our system. I feel a bit better, and hopefully you'll feel a bit better after listening to it. There's plenty of criticism. What? Someone hates Jordan much, quite a lot. I don't know why... That was quite so strong. Um, come on, Nick, what were you saying? What about Tottingham hot spuds? You like saying that? I used to have somebody no. genuinely used to think Terry Venables' name was Telly Vegetables. Teddy Vegetables, yeah. <laughs> no, Telly Vegetables. Was that, um, didn't Viz call him Teddy Vegetables, though? Was it Viz Magazine? Might have been. Well, if you, if you know that, do tweet in to <laughs> at Jill the Caddy. Tell him if he's right. Do you mean that competition? Oh. Um, used to have somebody called Teddy Vegetables. Uh, that is not going to be our competition. Are we doing the competition in this link? Yeah, I think we will. Um, during the course of this show, I mean, obviously coming up, we also talk about wingers in the Ultimate 25 Man Squad, and you'll get to hear whether or not John Solarco makes it. And part of that discussion uh, involves Vince Hilaire um, because it's the last winger position, and it's whether or not, essentially, whether or not Solarco makes it over Hilaire. So the question we're going to ask you if you want to win a Kabai mug is um, for which which club did Vince Hilaire sign for after leaving Crystal Palace? Now, I'm not giving you a hint, but you can just Google it and find out. It's pretty easy. Oh, don't Google it. It's not I mean, if like... you know, if you know, make sure you include in your tweet, which the tweet should have the hashtag. Oh, what's the hashtag? <laughs> <laughs> I've changed screens. I don't know what it is anymore. Oh, dear. I like the fact we can the intro. I can do this sort of stuff. Um, is it... it is it um... 
Is it hashtag Hilaire Portsmouth competition? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> it wasn't no, because that's wrong. <laughs> it might be hashtag Hilaire Luton competition. Um, no, it's hashtag podcast competition. Just tweet at HOL Radio with hashtag pos- podcast competition. Oh, it's getting difficult to talk. Um, Brilliant. This is my favourite introduction ever. I'm going to stop it now. We'll be back after the actual show stuff for more things. Homesdale Radio. Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. net. Just a reminder again, wholeradio.net forward slash contact for all the ways to get in touch. Uh, and you can go to the chat room, net forward slash chat. Now, what I've got to try and do now... Uh, is introduce you to our, our free phone voicemail service. Now, this is going to be interesting, whether it'll actually work or not, because I'm going to have to try and do a little little live call to it, so just to show you how, how it all works. So I'll leave leave us a message that we'll, uh, we'll use later on. So the number, if you want to leave us a voicemail, and this is particularly useful for people who are listening to the podcast uh, in, in the week or something like that, if you want to get in touch with us. Um, Throughout the course of the week, that we're not off, and we can uh, we can discuss your uh, contact, I guess your contributions, probably the word I was searching for. We can discuss that in the following week's show. So uh, it's going to be the, well, num- the number is oh eight hundred six eight nine three six two four. Now, if I call that and then I put it on speaker, hopefully you'll be able to hear it. Hopefully, so, we'll not hear loads of feedback. Well, that's the danger, isn't it? It's quite quiet. Can you hear that? Just. This is. This is. It hasn't worked as I wanted it to work, I'll be honest. This is gold, this radio, I tell you. Anyway, this is how it's going to work. Right, once you've heard the wonderful recorded message that I've uh, got on there, there'll be a tone, as you just heard, maybe there's a beep, and you go. Uh, hi, Homestay Radio, it's Chris here, and um, I wanted to call up just to call you all uh, insulting names like those hilarious guys from the other week that have forced you to pay for a voicemail service so they don't get straight on air. Um, <laughs> and then I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Your tone, as you just heard, maybe there, speak, and you go, uh, Hi, Homestay Radio, it's Chris here, and um, I wanted to call up just to call you all uh, insulting names like those hilarious guys from the other week that forced you to pay for a voicemail service so they don't get straight on air. Um, and then I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Who was that? Who was that? Oh, we don't want to give them that. You know, we're not discussing that. Give them any more attention, do we? But um, it's, obviously, it's the same losers who, uh, who listen every single week. Um, but then claim to hate it, but they, they still listen. It's bizarre, absolutely yeah. bizarre, people. But there we go. So that's what you do. Oh eight hundred six eight nine three six two four. Apparently, it'll even translate it like like transcribe it is the word, not translate unless you're on a Swedish or something. Um, and then it will send it to us in an email as well. So there you go. Oh eight hundred six eight nine three six two four. Also, while I'm thinking about this, if you're listening live, um, the if you, and don't download the podcast already. Um, there's now extra content and a competition in the uh, in the podcast out intro and outro. Uh, just a little bit extra for, for downloading as well as listening live. So there you go. Obviously, listening live, you get to just uh, interact with us live and get your views across straight away. But um, we want to give open it out to the podcast listeners as well to get in touch and have their uh, voices heard. So there we are. Um, so that's it. That's that's everything. Uh, so before we get into the discussion 
about the game. Uh, just to reintroduce my, my team today, we've got Mr. Joe Holyoke, whose voice you heard a moment ago. Hello, Joe. Hello. Um, we have Patrick O'Connor, who you may have also heard in the background. Hi, Patrick. Hello. And, of course, we have Nicholas Gillard, who's attempting to present at the exact same time as me this week. Hello. Hello. Well, that doesn't sound so downbeat. <laughs> well, actually, I suppose, mm, indeed. <laughs> That's another thing for the podcast. Mm, you'll get that later on. Um, okay, look, let's just talk about the game. It's obviously a hugely, hugely disappointing result. Um, and I'll be honest with you, it's not often that, that I my blood starts to boil even thinking about the game. I, I was scrolling through Facebook earlier on today and I saw a picture of... Uh, of Ben Watson, and it immediately brought back just how angry I was um, uh, during the course of that match. Um, well, the fact that he put a decent corner in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a decent ball in, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, you know what, it, I don't mean to be disrespectful to Watford because they've had a, they've had a really good season. And they've, you know, we're not the first team that, that we've beaten who really should be beating them. It's, you know, it's been one of those seasons for, for a lot of teams, but... I'm just absolutely livid. The way we play, the way we approach the first half, it's the, it's the second league game in a row where we've had the first 45 minutes has been amongst the worst that I've seen you know, in, in a long, long time. And I, I'm not one for, for hyperbole, really, but I genuinely believe that, that we've, we're on the floor confidence-wise to be playing the way we're playing. And you know, the, the bigger players we've got as well are starting to really get on my nerves. You know, Kabai overhit every single free kick yesterday, every dead ball, and he should not be doing that. Something to me seemed was you know massively, massively wrong. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, so um, obviously we started. I mean, I mean, I thought it was going to be a four-four-two when it when we lined up for the first half. I thought Wickham playing alongside Adebayor, with Jordan much playing on the left wing, and at, at times it kind of was that, but I, I felt it was more of a four-three-three. And, and Pardew confirmed in his. Um, post-match press conference and that's why he took Wickham off at, at half-time was that they played him on the left and thought he'd give us some balance but he didn't um, so I can get views on, on how we lined up first of all um, I'll start with you actually Patrick was was it a mistake was it a big Pardew mistake it was a huge mistake for me um, when he's played there in the past Wickham for Sunderland I've always thought he was he looks out of place and uncomfortable and I thought yesterday he exactly that and I didn't understand uh, why he would do that. I thought that much last week proved that he could play a uh, wide pretty effectively, so I don't know why you wouldn't just go with that, and um, obviously Wilf on those side would have given us a good balance. I'm not really sure what Pardew was thinking, and I th- would have thought that having Wickham either ahead of Adebayor or behind him would have been much more effective, especially as, we, as it ended up. With. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
ended up playing so many long balls. So I just didn't understand that at all. So I thought that was a, a pretty critical error. And it was borne out by the fact we played such a very poor first half. It's interesting that he talk about the long balls because it was really noticeable just how much we were, we were playing the long ball game. Yep. But Pardew himself picked up on it and said sort of, you know, in the post-match saying that the, the, the balance was so wrong that it forced us to play like that. You know, he, yeah. hasn't, he hasn't set the team out to play it long ball. <laughs> right. but, but, you know, and I've, I've said this a few times about the long ball game. It, it, it's something that comes from, from people not knowing what else to do and not having options. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially Delaney. Especially yeah, Delaney. yeah, yeah. But it's, but it's so wrong. It's so wrong to be a Premier League club and have that problem, it, it, from, in my view. And the manager's got to take the, the, the stick for that this time, I think. You know, he's been fantastic for his party, but... I, no, 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 if it hadn't been Uh-oh. for this player, Nick, you need a better internet connection uh, to get it back to Wickham for, for, for Wick to, uh, for Wickham to cross it in. Um, but Jedi, he won loads of, he was the cause of everything that went wrong. Right. I mean, yeah, you were cutting out quite a lot of speaking there, uh, Nick. So, uh, but you're saying Jednak was the reason we lost. I don't. Uh, I can't even. Begin. But he did so much right as well. That's, <coughs> that's, that's, that's right, Nick. Nick, give up, mate. Gel, Gel, do you want to pick up on that? Since we can't hear him, word Nick said. <laughs> um, look, I- it's, it, it, I think it was a hugely frustrating game yesterday, when when you see Jedinek doing something good, and I, I mean everything he does bad seems to be highlighted. You know, I mean that that penalty was just it was a penalty. I, you know, we I know we see it week in week out, and we see you know someone freeze framed a sh- you know, shirt pull, which was in front of a referee. But you know, the referees soon are going to get. I'm just going to start giving everything. That was a really, really important game, and and and, he, and I'm not going to just pick up on Jedi because I thought he had a, there was three or four that had reasonably poor well, that ball games. Yeah. Um. You know, if, if we turn around and said, uh, "War," I mean, I'll go along with Lions and say Ward Soiree could buy Jedi. Yeah. You know, no, or, yeah, I, I, I mean, so. that's a core. It's almost you know that's both our wing backs, and and the two centre. Players, you know oh, the ones oh, that we're really relying on. I'll be honest, I'm I'm absolutely stunned that Jordan Much isn't in that list as well. But we'll we'll come to Jordan Much later on because I've got quite a lot to say on him. Um, but but addressing the, the situation of Jedinak that, that Nick's brought up there, um, on account of me saying that Pardew's got to take the blame, I still think the system was wrong. But if you look at Jedinak's performance, it's typical Jedinak. It's great at the interceptions, great at winning some headers in the centre of the field. Um, can't control the ball, can't pass. And, and, and I don't mean that in, to be disrespectful because obviously, you know, he can pass the ball, you know, not under pressure, he can pass the ball. But I mean, he tries to play way too many one-touch passes for a player of his technical ability. And, and again, he's a he's a great leader, he's been fantastic for the club, but, but in the team that we are now, he just looks like a fish out of water. And, it, and Going, to, you know, we might as well talk about this penalty because I've got I've got some very strong views on it, and I think it's being glossed over the the media coverage that I've seen. Uh, they've all just said, "Well, you know, of course it's a penalty, and he shouldn't be holding, and all that kind of stuff." Well, look, when you actually look at what happened, Troy Deeney has actually said to the referee, "Watch him, ref." You know, actually called him Robert. Watch him, Robert. <laughs> um, he's <laughs> going to hold me. He's going to hold me. But then on the blind side, Deeney's holding him, stopping him, stopping him getting goal side of him. So what's what's 
Jednak's reaction got to be to being held and pushed so he so he can't get in front? Is the reaction just got to be just to take it and let him nod in the, nod in from the corner? I don't think so. But you know, you should never rugby tackle a player to the ground because you're, you're just asking for trouble. So criticism is due, but the referee cannot give that and not give every other hold in the box, and that's always going to be the problem. It's absolute, and I know Lions has said that in the chat room, Nick. Yeah, he said that's wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Uh, am I standing okay now, by the way? Mm. Yeah. Um, it was, um, the ref should give every pull and tug in the box. Let there be 10 goals a game for three weeks. It will soon stop. Yeah, but why is it always us where the refs decide to start experimenting with this? Because you we know? watch Palace week in, week out. I'm sure the West mm. Brom fans have got something to moan about this week. I'm sure Shrewsbury fans have got something to beef about. It's, it's, we've all got our own beefs, different clubs. Yeah, but if he's going to do that, in that game that early on. And then, I mean, there was holding in the rest of that game. He did nothing, Patrick. Yeah, and, and that's my point. I, I, with you, I'm with you, Chris. I've got no problem with the fact that he called that. And I, I like you, I watched before. I remember he stopped, uh, he stopped, he spoke to Jednak and Dean before the corner came in. And I did see him mouth the words to the referee. But the thing, if you call that, you've got to call it every time. He didn't call it again the rest of the match. And I watched every other corner. Palace had, had eight of them. Every corner, they were doing exactly the same thing. He never called it again. So why the edict yesterday to change that, you know, uh, pulling a man is, is, a, is a penalty. It doesn't make any sense. And I've had discussion on Twitter all day about refereeing. I've got no problem with refereeing making poor decisions in Palace matches. It's poor throughout the league. This is probably the biggest league in the world. It is money-wise. And the refereeing is absolutely poor, consistently across the board. It has to change. It's not, this is not a Palace gripe for me. It really isn't. It's a, you, watch, you guys watch today's matches. There were several calls today. They were huge today. They were horrible. Horrible calls. So it's not like, oh, I'm a Palace fan. I'm moaning about Jednak, etc. It's just the fact that the refereeing standards in this league are absolutely pathetic and it has to change. It's because, for me, it's because there's no consequence, really. You never really see, And like the, the worst that happens is they get to referee a game in a lower league. <laughs> exactly. Wow, remember, I just remember that, thinking, oh, oh cheers. You know, right. remember that <laughs> championship club thinking, oh, cheers, send us the rubbish <laughs> send referee. Us your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's a great punishment. Yeah, but no, there's there's so many things about this. I know Joe wants to speak, but I've just noticed um, a comment in the chat room that Nick's put up from Addington Eagle saying, "Why did he stop Palace taking a corner five minutes later to say stop the pulling?" That's exact. I've got that in my notes. <laughs> exactly. That we, that we, you know, we go up the other end, and where, where's the proper? What like he's 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 got to give it because he's just got to give it for us. He's just giving it for Watford. Instead of giving Watford the benefit of the doubt and saying, oh, guys, I've just, just given a penalty up the other end. You can't hold. So, well, he's just done it. But he waited. Obviously, he did that thing where he, he didn't let the ball wasn't live in play, so he doesn't have to give the chat to give the decision. Oh, it's just so frustrating. It really is. Joe? I was going to make that exact point. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's going to sound too petty to say that there's, agend, there's an agenda against us because I, I, yeah, I don't believe there is, but... It's strange how, like, like you say, he gave a penalty for, for holding, and yet he stopped us taking a corner to to not give a penalty, right? And but the, the referee and Patrick, you said the refereeing standard is so poor. It's not been poor. It's been it's always been poor. Exactly. It's always been poor for us. Anyway, I, I, I never I really, really, you know, when you say, um, you know, when the referee's had a good game and you got nothing to say about him at the end. Right, you know, or, or it's been a great game, and, and no one says anything about the referee. It means he's done everything right. But that, you know, that he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be stopping corners to tell players to stop pulling each other. That was like, like you remember last season when he turned around and and he pulled the Arsenal captain over and went, "Look, 
if you don't take, you go and tell right. us. If you don't right, take yeah. him off, I'm going to send him off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Lee, Lee Mason and Cochran. And that's because it would be, be good refereeing when you do that. To me, to me, that's one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in football. And I'll tell you for why, because it's a Premier League match worth, I don't know, at the time, say four or five million quid. Not a friendly. He can say that in a pre-season friendly. I'm not having it. I'm not having it in a Premier League game that he has yeah. to pull the captain aside to tell him to get the manager to make a sub or he's going to send him off. That is a disgrace. And I can't believe that, that we and the media didn't make more of that. I mean, he should never, ever... He should, he should be demoted to kids. You know, if he wants to, if he wants to play, you know, be like a, a kid, then he should be managing kids. It was absolutely just ridiculous. But... Again, well, you know, who wants to be a referee? All you do is just get abuse. Abuse. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, know, you get abuse when you turned up. You get abuse. You know, I imagine people gobbling in his coffee at half time. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, look, I, I take all that. And, that, and that's, that's a really interesting point. We're dealing with, we're dealing with human beings. And, you, you know, and pressure does strange things to people as well. But, you know, for, for me, you can't really say too much when it's, it's right at the start of a game. You know, there's, there's no big call needed to be made there. You know, uh, yeah. but but at the same time, I look at it and I, I am a, I am annoyed with Jednak because he's got history there as well because he, he does defend like that. He, and a lot of, I know a lot of players do grab plate people around the waist and all that kind of stuff. But but he, I, for me, he's been stupid in letting himself get in that situation when you know he should be aware that that, that Deanie's told the ref to watch him. You know, um, I, I you know I feel for him, but he's got to be deserving of some criticism because he's given the referee the chance. To make that call as much he, as uh, he, he looks elsewhere for me, Jedinak. Anyway, but to be honest with you, I think he's looked elsewhere for eighteen months. So, mm. just an just an observation. Was you know, where I like to play a watch. Wasn't China mentioned in the week? Yeah, yeah, it was. And obviously, was um, China. No, I mean, obviously, um, Pardew sort of has, has denied that and said we won't be selling anyone. Obviously, with the window shut, we can't replace anyone. We have got injuries in centre midfield. It just, it's, it's just yeah, completely illogical. Sense. So I mean I'm sure the money on on offer if they are indeed are. Was Boating was Boating injured then yesterday? No 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 no. Oh, he's on the bench. There you go. There you go. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, uh, uh, to me, you know, we, we've we've got to dig ourselves out of this, and we've got that kid who played brilliant. Give him a give him a go. Yeah, I agree. John, it's easy for us to say that though, isn't it, Go on, Patrick? Yeah, it, exactly. I mean, you're not going to throw uh, a 19 year old into a, a very important match, home match, and and put your your captain on on the bench. You're just not going to do that. I mean, he's twenty. He's, he's twenty. He's twenty. Right, so I'm sorry, twenty year old. You're not no, going to do it, Joe. You well, know, Deli- you're just not going to do it. No, I'm just. I, I, I don't. You can't compare to Deli Ali. It was not fair. Deli Ali is 19. All right, you can't compare the two, Joe. Again, we talked about last week. Deli Ali has all the all that experience at the MK Don before he even got to a playing for Spurs. And you know what? He's a lot better player than Boateng is. So listen, I'm with you. I wouldn't mind seeing the kid play, but you can't do it yesterday. You couldn't do that. It's not fair. You couldn't do that. Well, to has, hasn't Bertrand been out on loan then? Exactly. But when not, he as long as, not as long as um, not long as Deli Ali was, guys. He just wasn't. So how old, how old right. you got to be before you're old enough? There's, there's a couple of points. I, I agree with the point Patrick's making, right? Obviously, the, 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 you, you, the comparison between Ali and, and Boateng is probably an unfair one, right? But the same, And I also think that it's a very good point when you're talking about the captain of the football club. You're not just talking about you know, a midfield play. You're talking about someone who Pardew himself has mentioned that he's in the team because of uh, the fact that we're struggling and because of the fact that we need leaders, we need to pull ourselves out of this position. But at the same time, you know, to support a little bit of what Jell and Nick are saying, you know, you, you're not in the team just... If, you, if you're playing badly, you know, you've you got to be replaced. Agree. You know, we've we've had that conversation about, about punching in the past. We've had... 
all these you know conversations about about players who seem to get picked no matter what in the past. But you know, Jedinak has an awful lot of positives, and, and even in that game, particularly second half, there he had an awful lot of positives about how how he contributed to the team. But you know, his deficiencies are, are really really noticeable at the moment. Um, so I'm kind of torn on it. I would you know I. Boateng is not tried and tested at this level, but at the same time, if you don't push him and throw him in, then, then you'll never know, really, will you? Uh, sorry, Nick, you got some, some stuff in the chat room there. Yes, we have. Um, where are we going? Uh, Lyons said he'd love to see him Boateng after 60 minutes, so did Booted Eagle. Um, Booted Eagle said that when he came on last week, it was a real boost for the team and the fans. Um, I assume he's talking about Boateng, not himself. Um, Lyons, he agrees with what Patrick is saying about experience, but Jedi was pretty rubbish. I censored that. And as such, Boateng <laughs> couldn't have been much worse. Otherwise, there's no point in having subs. If you're old That's, enough, you're good enough. It's a or if you're good point. enough, you're old enough. That was Phil yeah. Tomo. Cool, Patrick. And again, and my point is, again, I've got nothing against the kid. I hope he does really well. But I mean, I'm just thinking back now. I'm looking at, you know, I took some notes before the match started about the lineup, which I didn't have a problem with. But imagine if he started Boateng over Jedi yesterday. I mean, oh, yeah, imagine if he had done that. People would have gone crazy. I mean, come on. There's no way people would have thought before the match. I, I, I agree with you. Looking in hindsight, the penalty and how he played, he played awful. I'm not defending Jedi. It was awful yesterday for the most part, except for the play that he made, the, you know, set up the goal. But had he not started yesterday, people would have been going mad. And Chris is right. You need that leadership out there. And honestly, no one's stepping up from the goalkeeper to the defense to the midfield of the force. No one on that team's taking a leadership role. And Jedi is one of our leaders, and we needed to have someone out there that had leadership. And yesterday, and, and lately, no one's, no one's shown it. And it's and not just him. He's, he's been, he was poor yesterday, but I'll tell you what Chris said. Kabaya was poor yesterday, and I can name a couple of more. Warden's Warrior were not any better. The keeper wasn't much better as far as leadership concerned. And we need to find some leaders out there, and soon. Is that, is that kid going to be the leader? I don't know. Should he get a chance? Yes, but not as a starter. Not right now. Nick? I kind of agree with what you say, but it's not just about having a leader. But the, the whole there's a whole malaise setting, isn't there? The, Agreed. The, the confidence isn't there. We're, we're not playing like... We're going out there to win. We're going out there not to lose at the moment. That's that's the impression I'm getting. Well, and there's a whole difference in the psychology of approaching the game like that. I, I, I do believe that it will turn around and we will get better. But I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried that we're going to place too much um, too much on Balassi coming back. I, don't, I, I think a lot of people think that once Balassi's back, that's going to be the answer to all our problems. But I, 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 don't, I don't want that weight on his shoulders, to be perfectly honest. I know um, you mean, Nick, but I think that's, that's almost... That's almost the last thing we've got clinging on to, really, at the moment. Um, but um, that said, uh, all it needs is it, it's it's that it's that that crappy penalty, Kabai just hitting the post, and and Wardy not being able to head downwards at the end. That was the difference in that game. Mm. Both keepers made good saves. A draw would have been a fair result. It was a bizarre penalty. It's it's I've I've, I've stopped getting annoyed about it now. Well, oh, I haven't. Um, we'll, there's loads more to talk about but it's interesting you made the point about um, about confidence Nick and for me that was so telling in this game that we started that game without well no sorry but that's not really true we started the game with with belief but as soon as the goal went in it really affected us uh, and that shows you how fragile fragile the confidence is at the moment because of the sense of injustice quite often that that sort of galvanizes galvanizes a team but mm. I think that I think the squad seems seems to react the same way the fans did oh not again you know, nothing's nothing's going right for us at the moment. And I think that's how the squad played like that for the rest of the first half. You know, both teams were sloppy. I mean, the, the number of passes that, that Watford hit straight out of play was just laughable. Um, 
you know, and on the on the flip side in the first half, Adebayor, who I think ended the game as one of our best performers, you know, he was offside almost continuously. You know, Watford played a really high line. I mean, you're talking like three or four steps from the centre line. You know, they were set up while they, while they were attacking. Now, for me, I can't understand why we didn't just stick Zaha central and just getting him getting him running running in behind them because they knew that we didn't have the pace to get in behind, and that's why they played the high line. You know, and they just they just watch the wings. If you put Zaha in the middle and get him running against those centre backs when they're playing that high up, I think we'd have caused some real problems. So I have some some issues with with, with Pardew being a bit too rigid in his tactics. But then later on, he's if it, we've gone for the win, you know, we've brought another striker on for a midfielder who was who was pretty shocking all game in Jordan much, but it was the wrong decision because of how it changed the system. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll, we'll come back so- to that later. I'm gone. Sorry there, Chris. Um, you were talking about Zaha. Yeah, the goal against Stoke, <laughs> was weaving his way through the middle, wasn't he? Yep, exactly. Central position. And is that what you're alluding to? Just kind of, yeah, if we could do it then. Because, yeah, we haven't got two wingers, really. I mean, we, we could talk about Suarez later. And I'd, I made a mental note that long before he got sent off, that I, I just thought he was appalling. I, I said it last week or the week before, and I kind of got brought down a peg or two. But it's just, just been more of the same. I just, I don't know. Well, um, that's something I'll definitely definitely talk to talk about Suarez in a bit. Just um, just going back to a couple of comments we've had in Paul Ashby was suggesting that Jedi is sleepwalking into the team and that Boateng has looked ready for a long while. So very positive on Boateng there. Uh, Carl Mortimer uh, sort of getting us back on track. Really, was um, we were obviously moaning about the ref at the time he sent this message and he just made the point that we can't seem to st- stamp out the massive errors that we're making. Keepers to midfielders, there's almost there's there's one per game at the moment, and that's something that when we got promoted, we talked about. You get punished for errors uh, um, in the, at this level. You know, you make a mistake, then there's always someone who's got the quality to to sort of to do you in really and, and that's what we're suffering from there is there is absolutely right when Carl says that there's there's something every single game at the moment um, and so it's a frustrating time and you know I, I, I'll be honest I, I'm fuming absolutely fuming even now about that performance in particular the first half but um, <clears throat> excuse me but you know I can't I can't understand why we, we, we can't play well for 90 minutes at the moment it, uh, um, you know Sam's just put in in the chat here, did, did we overperform for the first half of the season and that's a really interesting point I'll give you guys a chance to answer that but my, my view is um, if you look at the way things went yesterday for example as you said Nick a dodgy penalty against us some, some poor defending for the second goal and hitting the post and Ward missing a, a clear chance those things went the other way didn't they last year uh, sorry, the start of the season. We, yeah, we were winning games like that. Well, that that was the that was the start of the season was actually in the middle of a very good long run of winning, wasn't it? Because it, it our run started halfway through the second half of the um this, the last season through to halfway through to this season. We we kind of had a, a season's run, but the wrong ends of them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And now we've hit the slump. At least we've got the points on the board. It's, well, it's, we have. I'm a bit worried about how how he's dealing with it because yeah, it, it's not good. But no. I, when I, don't, I still don't think we'll go down. I think there's there's enough bad teams down there, so it's it's just get it right and get the get the get the confidence back. Yeah, when well, Palace have got confidence. We're like a different team. It's like any team, isn't it? You can you can yeah. see a team that's playing with confidence and doing well. 
Just yeah, it's, it's, it's the hardest thing to get, though, isn't it? It's, it? You know, once you're getting a bit of momentum, everyone talks about momentum, and it is that, it's confidence. It's not having to think about your passes, not having to think about finishes. It just it just flows for you. But when, when you're having to think about it, and you're consciously trying to arrest a slide, it's very, very difficult. Seems a good time to, uh, to go to one of the questions we got earlier on in the day. From uh, This one was from uh, Gregory Peck, not the Gregory Peck. Um, who says that should we should we see games out and settle for a point sometimes rather than overcommitting and trying to win? Uh, his thoughts on the, on this kind of a run. Yes, we should. Joe, what do you think? Yesterday, should should we have actually just taken that point or just carried on playing the same way when we were dominant in the second half? Play for a draw. Oh, um, can you imagine the, the stick that he would have got, Pardew, if we'd have if it'd have even looked like he was playing for a draw. Take a take a forward off and. He's on an hiding to nothing. I just want to uh, say, you know, some of the decisions you you personally think were shocking. Do you, do you think that he might be, dare I say, tactically naive sometimes? It's an interesting question. I think he's deserving of criticism at the moment. Yeah, yeah um, I, I do as well. I've been saying that for about three weeks. Mm. Well, I've wanted to say that for about three weeks, yeah. but you need well, to I, give people a chance to, to rectify when things do start to go yeah. wrong. Yeah, I, I don't. I think any any manager is deserving of criticism because every manager makes mistakes. And, and like it's you just, say, but much, you know, much can gallop down that left hand side. I just, you right. know, the guy's played everywhere and he's getting stick from everyone though, and I think it's unjust. I really, do I you? really, well, he's do. got yeah, more to come yeah, from me in a bit. Yeah, but I, but I do because I, ju- I just I just think that you, you stick him out there and 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 you know we we need someone out on that left like permanently we need to our team mm. is set up and has been set up for about five years now to play from both sides from the sides not to go through the middle we're not Arsenal we're not Spurs or Man United we don't go through the middle right we go down the outside and we cross and that's what and that's and that and that's the way that we you know that's the way that we've still got players that do that when Sacco comes back and you know he's supposed to be a winger i, I i'm i'm just i i don't get I, sometimes I, I i think tactically he just you know if you're going to play a left winger with a right foot i you know i don't get it i just i sometimes i, think, I don't get it frustrates think, me yeah i know what you mean look for me i think i think how he's dealt with the injuries I think we we can question. I know we haven't had a huge number of players available. And personally, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jordan Much annoys the hell out of me because Jordan Much is a central midfielder. Okay, yes, he can play. He's played well in spurts when put out wide, uh, particularly coming on as a sub, right? But Jordan Much is a central midfielder, and we've started him in central midfielder. He hasn't got he hasn't got a clue what to do. You know, I, I'll be honest. With you, I was a lot harsher when I was writing my notes because I said he's not a midfielder. He's not even a footballer. But I don't believe that. That's that was just me being angry, but. But he has just not done a single thing starting in the centre. He sort of wanders around, doesn't know where to go. When he's stuck actually out of position, out wide, where he has to almost, he's almost forced into, into sort of playing at a particular role, he seems to be all right. But I don't know. He, he for me, has just been a, a huge, huge waste of space. Um, but, but, yeah, the, the point you're making, making is an interesting one, Joe. Look, any manager for me is, is deserving of being, being criticised. Tactically, I think he's made some big mistakes. And, and in the preparation, I think what, Watford sprung a surprise tactically um, by, by changing their, their sort of style um, ahead of the game. And I, and I think we didn't, we didn't predict that. We didn't predict their lineup, And it took us half an hour to adjust to it. You know, we, we went 4-4-2 after half an hour. But um, no, there's a whole load of things I could point to in that game are frustrating. But I've noticed Patrick has been wanting to speak for a while, and then Nick. 
the tactic thing, Chris, is an interesting one because I wrote in my notes because I took notes for the first time in a while while watching match. Lee for Wickham, and I wrote second half uh, question mark why? But as the as the second half began, I actually thought it worked out because I thought Lee mm. gave balance to that right side with with Wolf on the mm. left side. So tactically, he's he's done some good things in the past, but I am worried about it. I'm I'm with you, and, and I'm starting to buy into some of this. I, I don't hate to admit it. Trying to buy some of these stupid Newcastle fans who are tweeting all the time about, you know, about, about he'll get off to a good start and he'll have these runs. And, and even Navis said it in the past, and I'm starting to worry about it. So I'm not sure. Like, the question that um, Gregory asked about sell for the draw, we did it last week against Swansea. I know it was away, but we're trying to stop a rut of five losses in a row. So I, had, I would have had no problem yesterday, honestly, selling for the 1-1 draw. And he didn't. He obviously went for it, which, which in hindsight was the wrong decision. But at the time, I thought it was a good idea, because even yeah, when, he, when, he, uh, when he brought, uh, you know, when we were going for when we were going for the win, I thought, you know, we, we could we could nick this at two one. You know, I never thought, I never really thought Watford would ever score a goal. I really didn't think it. I really thought, you know, we, you know, we're going for it, great. But in hindsight, I really think we could a couple of one one draws, a couple of points would have really given us some good confidence. And I think that, you know, he made a mistake. But again, I didn't think at the time, so I can't really kill him for that. Mm. Yeah, go on, Nick. Then I'll uh, come back uh, in on that. Uh, yeah, but I've got some stuff from the chat room in a bit. But as as to the plan for the draw, whether you plan for a draw or plan for the wing, if you don't mark their top scorer when the ball's coming yeah. in and they score, then you're not mm. playing for a draw, are you? You're just defending yeah, yeah. badly. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> right. we'll come to that. So, you know, well, if we'd have if we'd have even defended a bit more, he still would have been marked. Yeah. They they all three went for it. There's no communication. Um, before, just some stuff before about we jump, much, before we jump into the chat, chat Nick, just before okay. we do, just to make the last point on. Um, what Patrick was saying, what we're saying about playing for a draw. I genuinely think if we hadn't changed the team the way we did, I know we thought Campbell coming on as a striker is going for it, but I right. think we were we were actually on course to nick it anyway. Yeah. I think as soon as we made that change, we handed the impetus back to them, and they ended up scoring. That's that's yeah. my view on it. Go on, Nick, chat room time. Right, yes, chat room time. Wholeradio.net forward slash chat, C-H-A-T. Um, right, much. Where's all the stuff about much? Lions waits much. He just needs to be played in a certain role. NI Palace fan also likes much. Very good player. And he agrees that he needs a settled position. Once he's in a settled position, that's the agreement in the, um, in the chat room. Um, um. And, uh, yeah. And <laughs> he's settled he's... Position be, settled, settled position for me can be about playing for QPR. Because I honestly, I haven't got any time for the bloke at the moment and I don't say that about many players I never, I don't I don't write players off but yeah. for me he, he, you get the best you seem to see him at his best after he's clearly had a nightmare 45 minutes and been shouted out at half time you know he, he seems to need this constant guidance to actually give anything like the level that a professional footballer should be given and I don't understand it I don't get it and there's a player in there somewhere and there's a player in there who can prove me wrong and make me eat my words, and I'll be delighted to do it. But right now, he is wasting a place in our team That's and said, our bench. If he's if he's told what he needs to do and he sticks to it, and and football's about man management, and there's eleven different personalities there. I know football all gets tired with the same brush, but you know, eleven different people with eleven different psychologists. If Much is the one that needs the arm around him and telling him exactly what he needs to do to that almost. You know that specific right. level. When he does that job, then fine. But if if he needs telling, then it's down to Paz to make sure that he knows. He shouldn't yeah, have to guess everything. But you shouldn't have to tell him at the start of a game and then at half time and then you know. Do you know what I mean? It's like it seems that he needs to be given some degree of guidance almost continuously. Um, and we haven't really got. I don't. And I don't know why that is. Maybe he just doesn't fit into the way we play. Maybe he hasn't. You know. Maybe because he hasn't played so many games, he hasn't 
really sort of gelled with anyone in any major way. I don't know what it is, but at the moment it's just not good enough in my view. Um, I'm sorry to say, I really, I really am. I don't like saying stuff like this. Uh, it's not really what I'm about, but but I've just I've just had enough of watching him do, try and play. Football. Do you do you think that we don't look um, spiritually? So do you, do you think the spirit looks missing? I I, I do. Mm. I personally do. I don't think there's that. You know. Do you know it, what it, it is? Doesn't, it doesn't look like there's a camaraderie like there has been for you know. We've always had that for, for you know when 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 things are going okay. Yeah. When even when things are not going okay, you know they all got in and they all fought for each other. It, you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like that at the moment. I, I think that belief, that togetherness, has taken a huge knock. Uh, I know yeah. Patrick wanted to come in there. Go on. Yeah, real quick. I mean, I, I have a lot of free time, so don't knock me for that. But I watch a lot of those um, <laughs> videos, the training videos. They look great in training. Have you guys ever watched those videos? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Palace? They look. They look. They look like they get along so well in training. I've never seen a guy who looks like Moody or whatever coming out, whatever. So it, it seems to be only happen between between the lines when the matches start. <laughs> like something happens i don't know if it's a if it's i don't you know i don't know if it's a lack of belief in in a certain player or or the the, the defenders i don't know what it is and you're right chris when we give up a goal it sort of seems like every every head drops but i don't think as a team we lack spirit i think when the the matches start though something doesn't work and that's the problem Hmm. i agree with that i noticed a lion's comment in the chat room nick yeah the spirit the spirit comes from the fans and that's been missing for a while a few people few people saying that that we, we've got quiet and we've got and uh, it is that actually it's not so much the moaning because that's that's kind of happened in amongst all the supportive behavior anyway you know i don't really have a problem with people getting loud and, and upset at the game yeah. for that kind of stuff but but the atmosphere has gone flat um of late and yeah you've got to have something on the pitch to get you excited and you know when we do score it does get rocking again and all that kind of stuff but i think we've reached that stage now we've been in the premier league long enough that it's no longer the fans get the players up for it the fans are getting back to that stage where they need they need something from on the pitch they need something from the, the team to inspire Joe we will um I, I don't know if anyone <laughs> was watching some of the tweets I was involved in today but a, a, a few people seem to have a few like a, a few sections of fans have got the ump of each other um I've had like you know and, and it's not just one or two believe me it's a lot of people have come sort of via me I don't know why but but um and says the HF are coming in for a fair bit of stick, but the, if they don't start the songs, they're actually not joining in with the rest of the grounds. That's been and, said and, before. I'm surprised. Yeah, but yeah, but it, well, if you go back through, you know, if anyone wants to go back through my timeline today, you know, there's a there's a fair few people, and it's it seems to be um, ill feeling seems to be creeping back in. Um, but that yeah, happens but, through bad results like all the time. Yeah, that's what you see. It, you, I mean, Twitter's the the, the the site sort of focused kind of center of that. You see people slacking each other off left, right, and center. All yep. the message boards have gone back to people abusing each other's opinion continuously. When when everyone's all happy and we're scoring goals, even the debate where they don't agree, people actually debate a point. Like we, do, you know, we try and do on this show, we try and debate a point without calling each other names. Sometimes we get <laughs> call each other well, names. But... <laughs> two, two things. Sorry, Chris. One from the yep. chat room from Addington Eagle. Tell you what gets the fans up and going. Wingers that beat the man, and Wilf was the only one yesterday that got the fans going, which is true. So you know it is is down it is down to the players on the pitch to get the atmosphere going. But um, one thing I ever wasn't wondered about the fanatics. We've, they've been going ten years, and it's still only that little corner. I'd have imagined that if they were going to grow exponentially and sort of means 
listening to a few different ideas and getting getting a bit bigger, the whole of the lower homes tower should be kind of TV'd up by now, shouldn't it? No, it isn't. It, 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 isn't it just it, doesn't isn't seem it? to be. It just doesn't seem to be growing. It's just that little corner. Don't they allow new fanatics to actually join, or is it no, just no, people taking on to it? it? There's a there's an interview process. Believe it or not, <laughs> no, there is. Is there really? You can, no, you no, must, you may mock. Never, never used to be, mate. I don't know. I, I I'm not going to get embroiled in this, to be honest with you, because I've always, <laughs> I've honestly, I've I've always found them to be really nice, approachable people. Um, you know what I mean? So there you go. Um, you know, I, I don't I haven't I haven't spoken to many of them for a while, but you know, whenever I see them at games, they always seem to be talking to new fans. You know, they're always good when the kids want to come over and jump around with them, all that kind of stuff. I've got, I've got, you know, very little but praise for, for the HF. I know there's individuals in there who've had a, a bit of fair stick for some time, but, you know, most of them seem to be um, just doing the right thing for me, getting behind the team and, you know, supporting them. And uh, and we we can talk forever about the reasons for the, for the support getting quiet. You know, we've talked about plastics and we've talked about tourists and all that kind of crap and ticket prices was something that you, you guys did a lot about last week. I know on the extra content on the pod. Remember that, live listeners? Download the pod for extra content. But um, I just, you know, I, I do think that, that it is a point in question that we are, you know, we, we're, we're, we're different off the pitch now than we were. And we have been affected by the Premier League like we really hoped we wouldn't and everyone warned about and all that kind of stuff. But look, it's not the reason, it's not the reason for, the, for the slump in form, or at least it's not the main reason. The main reason is that, that you know, we, we got bad injuries at bad times and... You know, and we've just struggled to cope with it, and we've now lost confidence. We've lost a rhythm, and even getting those players back, you know, it isn't necessarily gonna gonna turn it around. And I think really we've got to get a bit of luck. Now, talking about that kind of a thing, we did get a little bit of luck, and and it was a little bit of effort as well uh, from a player we've kind of castigated in 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 Jednak, uh, for our equaliser. So let's talk about something that was positive. We had the Wickham long throw from out wide. A uh, sort of attempted clearance that was just drifting out for a, potentially a goal kick, but Jednak did not give it up. Absolutely sprinted his, you know, I don't know, a phrase really, sprinted at it, <laughs> managed to uh, knock it back to Wickham. And Wickham's touch and then and looped cross was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But more importantly, we saw a striker who knows how to score goals. Absolutely fantastic header, wasn't it, Joe? Well, it was full of power. It was great, you know, but he's... Uh... What can I say? It was a good goal. Yes, yes it was. A, it was a very good goal. <laughs> okay. um, Nick, something that um, we've been missing, isn't it? Yeah, and I did say last week about him not being able to jump, which makes me look, look a bit foolish now. But yep. hey ho, um, yeah, it was. It was well taken. Uh, I'm glad he got got the goal. And at that point of the game, I thought. I, I genuinely <laughs> thought when when Adebayo's when uh, when he scored I thought that's it game over we've won this and that's what made the second half so cool mm. cool Patrick your view yeah I thought it was a really good goal um, I didn't realise that was Wickham's third assist of the year I think he's like leading the team now in assist and uh, it was a nice super header by Adeboyo a thing that Nick mentioned Nick mentioned heading he's actually got more than 50 of his 97 goals have been scored with his head Nick in the Premier League so he's actually a very good header of the ball oh, that's good. so yeah, it is and uh, like I said I, I was very very um, happy for because we got rid of that stupid stat of, you know, no strikers scored from open play. And I think he showed a lot of potential. I thought he played really well yesterday, Adebayor. And I think with more service, he'll score a lot more goals. So that won't be our problem going forward. It's going to definitely be our defending. Because I think we could, we'll score goals that would add Adebayor on the field. He showed a lot of class yesterday. And he did previously. And I think he'll prove he can score. It's a matter now of locking up the back the back door, as it were. Yeah. 
No, I, I totally agree with, with 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 the fact. You know, I said during the game that you know he's, he's absolute quality, and it's the way the type of runs he was making. Obviously, in the second half, he had um, a couple of <clears throat> excuse me good opportunities. One was really well saved by Gomez yeah. on his feet. You know, you're talking you're talking millimeters from being <laughs> his second goal and us being in the lead there. Something we didn't even mention earlier on, but. That run across the defender at the near post and to get a flick on it, you know, those are the things that our strikers haven't been doing. And it, it sounds, I, I suppose that's a little bit unfair considering Campbell did it, you know, a couple of games back um, <laughs> as well. Safe. But in general, it's those yeah. types of runs. We just hadn't seen them. And you saw about 85th minute, um, Adebayog sort of went past two people and drove down the wing and, you know, crossed it in. It was cut out by Gomez, but... You know, he was he was doing stuff that a striker does. He's not one of those strikers, and I hope people understand this, who's going to chase down lost causes. He's gonna, yeah, like, yeah. You know, do, do an AJ and run run at everyone into the corners and all that kind of stuff. But he's not one of those. But he's he's a proper striker with proper movement, and and I'm delighted we've got him. But going back to defending, Joe. Yeah, so I'll I'll broach the defending side of things then. Um, do you think Damo needs a break? Um, if you're asking me that question, and I, I think he he doesn't seem doesn't seem right Can we bring Hangland in? And I, I, I tell you for I tell you for why it, it's either because they play so close together. And they always say that, t- that centre back shouldn't be split, so you know shouldn't be too far apart for the for the winning goal. You, we had three players at fault. We had Delaney, Dan, and Ward because. Why are three players trying to mark? Wasn't that? No, no. Hang, hang on, Nick. To go to, when the ball was actually crossed, when when he received that ball, when it went past for everybody, and Deeney was on that far post, the, the closest person to him was probably about eight yards away, and and that was our right back. He right. should not. But but both each side of Igalo were two six foot four inch defenders. Each side. Just one goal side, one ball side, not goal side, but just ball side, was should have been enough. He's never ever going to out jump one of them two. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I have, there seems yeah. to be a quite a few mistakes at the moment between them two, and I don't know, I don't know who's doing it. You know, I know everyone keeps mentioning. I, I know Dan's a captain, but you know, you said earlier that. That Jedinak was the club captain. I, 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 I no, no Jedinak's club captain. Uh, Delaney's the the captain when he's not playing. Basically, and he's vice captain. Okay, so no, no, no. Look, I, I understand what you're saying about the Delaney. Definitely. Um, there's there is something wrong at the back. Now, Pardew said in his press conference that um, he'd basically loosened up the way we defend to try and get us more chances up front. Now we were, you know, because we were struggling for goals, and that's that's the reason we've been conceding more. And he said, I can tighten it up again now we've got Adebayor getting players back. There wasn't really any evidence of that if he has loosened things. I don't know what he's talking about, to be honest with you. I don't know what he's changed. I've, I've thought about it for weeks. I've been trying to work out what's different. Um, and I can only imagine it's the way we're screening from midfield. I, I can't see it myself. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in, in the chat room. I'll come to you in a sec on that, Nick. But um, I'm, I'm really struggling. What do you think, Patrick? Yeah, Chris, I... I'm noticing that I don't. I, I see Ward and Swai bumming forward, and I don't really see the the, the the midfielders either holding for them or getting back enough. Because I remember there was, a, there was a one run yesterday. I remember that Suarez made. I think it was the second half, and not only did he not get back, a Ward came from the right side to the left side to make a tackle for him. So 
for me, it would have been at that point, I guess it would have been Zaha was on the left side at that point, might have been yeah. uh, Lee. But my point was, is that I just noticed that when the full, the, the defenders, the, the, out, the fullbacks get forward, I'm not seeing a lot of help. And I had mentioned in the weeks before that I always found that Balassi provides great protection for our um, the, uh, fullbacks. I think it's more because he gets the ball more and gives it outlet as opposed, but he's also getting becoming, him and Zaha becoming really good defenders. And I just noticed the last couple of weeks, it hasn't been there. And I think we're going to have a big problem. People, you know, crit, uh, Nick has criticised Suarez, but now we're going to have to put Ward at left back. I'm assuming, and Kelly at right back in the next three matches. You Mariapa. think he's been bad now? He hasn't. He hasn't. He's not going to put Mariapa in. He hasn't. He hasn't he's not going to. He hasn't put him in since I've been no. here. No, I haven't seen Mariapa. Yeah, I mean, I, he hasn't been in the games though. But my point is, it's always going to be. Well, I hope it's not. It's going to be Ward to left back and Kelly to right back, and it's going to be. The, we're going to probably defend better. I would hope because I don't think Kelly gets forward as as, as well as Ward does, uh, and I don't think Ward's going to want to get forward from the left side as he would from the right side, but. It's going to be very interesting to see how we play the next three games against some very good teams, you know, and we need the points. So it's going to be interesting. But again, uh, I just think that we've got to do something. We've got to do something with the bed. It's just been so poor lately. It's just been so poor. Yeah. I mean, the, the back four has been consistent. That's the thing. That's why I, say I can't really understand it. Has it has been. Yeah, it has been. Um, um, and I say, I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I think the fullbacks might be where... You know where that we're we're talking about, and interesting. To, Nick mentioned the second goal and the defending on that, um, because for me that was all about Joel Ward d- deciding he needed to cover two centre backs who were in position. Um, the more I watch it, the less I understand why he's done that. You know, Delaney and Dan are both in there, both in position, and, and obviously Delaney's the one who gets his head to the ball. Um, and all it takes is for for Joel Ward to watch his zone as a right back to watch the player who's moving in there. How Troy Deeney could be left to stand completely unmarked on the edge of the six-yard box when we have three defenders in his vicinity. How that School can happen. Boy, School it boy. is absolutely, Nick, bang on it. Schoolboy is absolutely unforgivable at Premier League level. The three of them not organising themselves should, should take some responsibility there. But particularly Joel Ward, he can look across the whole pitch. And you watch him, you watch that goal. He, he absolutely sprints into the centre. Yeah. And for what? What you know, you've got to have confidence in your two centre halves to take that ball when they're in position. If they weren't there, fine, but they are there. You can see them, you know, as you that's Jill said, they're big lads, you can't miss them. So, <laughs> what is he doing? What is he doing running into that position? Right, Chris, absolutely. Lots of stuff in the chat about defending. Yeah. Um, Eagle in Flight says that we're right about uh, the defenders, we do need a change of personnel. Dave G84, I haven't seen you in the chat room before. Hello, Dave, nice to see you. Dave, do you- do we need to bring Hangeland back in? Didn't we go on a good run when he was in and not utilising the demo special? Is that the diagonal ball? I think it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Addington <laughs> Eagle, defending-wise, Dan hasn't been great the last few weeks. Um, and um, Soiree has suffered from Suarez suffered from not having Yarder in front of him. He would keep the oppo occupied, which I guess has shielded him up until now and he's being found out defensively. That was um, Lyons. I think he's right, actually, there. I, yeah. I, I slated Soiree last week. I had a bit of a go at him earlier. I'm actually quite pleased. Not that he's, We're, we're going to have to play without him because I think he's been a liability. Yeah. I really do. And it's such a shame. Those first few games he played for us, wicked crossing. We were, we were wetting ourselves, weren't we, at how good his crossing was? You know what? You yeah, know what that tackle reminded me of. Sorry, Chris. It reminded me of a holiday tackle. They call it. You know that because yeah. what you do is you get yourself three games and you go away on holiday. I know what you mean, but did you? 
Oh, I didn't want to talk about this now, but we, we, there's loads we've got to go back to in terms of we've got a load of stuff on Jordan Much. We've got a few other things on the defence that I, I want to talk about. Can I just um, mention uh, Vince Hilaire before too many people vote stop. for him? Yeah, there's, we've had comments about Vince Hilaire. And Danny McGoldrick as well, I've been told. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll come back to the ultimate 25-man squad. Discussing John Salako today for the final winger position. And already the, the people, people are talking about Hilaire and are talking about McGoldrick as being better options potentially, but um, controversial. And I know how the vote's been going, so be interesting to see what happens with that one at the end. Knew it would get difficult when we started loot, running out of positions. It was so easy early on, wasn't it? Where um, can you vote, Chris? You go to holradio.net forward slash vote to vote in or bin for John Salarco and give us your reasons why. We can also vote on Twitter as well. We'll probably be counting those and all sorts of other things. Um, we'll go, go back to much in a second. Just picking up on the... Um, the tweets about uh, about the defence. Um, Nav's got in touch saying that he thinks Mariapa under Pulis was very good at right back, and is unlucky not to be playing. He, he had a storm of uh, uh, Jamaica as well, didn't he? In whatever tournament that was, it escapes me. But um, he did very very well there as well. So um, yeah, he's earning a, a decent wedge at Palace as well. So you know, maybe it's a chance for him. Maybe we'll see him right back, ward at left back, and we'll see how that goes. But um, something's going to change now anyway. But Soiree for me, you know, a lot of even the commentary. Um, uh, people, commentators on Palace games are always saying, "Oh, you know, Suarez has been brilliant since he came in. He signed a new contract for us." But again, it is it's very much going forward. He's always had a little bit about him as a little suspect going going backwards, you know, defending. Which um, but there you go. Um, early days for him. I think he's been a very positive signing for us. But uh, there you go. Um, go on, Patrick. You want to talk about the potential for Handland to come in um, for Delaney, and then we'll go talking about Jordan Much. Yeah, it's a. Interesting fact, and we're talking about Hanglin's played in the past. I want to go quickly over some. He, when he played early in the season, he played against Man City. We lost 1 0. We also lost to Tottenham 1 0. We, uh, we beat Watford, beat West Brom, lost to West Ham, lost to Leicester, lost to Man City, and then he lost his place. I guess that's when Dan was injured. No, actually, it was Delaney was injured, yeah. so I could know he played with Dan. So, um, will it, would it be better? Yeah, the thing I have a problem with with Dan, I think most of us agree, he's a little bit slow. So yeah. yesterday against Dini and Agallo, I think he would have got eaten alive because of the movement that they have. But perhaps against a different side with maybe a little bit slower strikers, it'd be better. But I think a team like Watford, to have him in there would have been a little dangerous. But again, having said that, when he played against them the first game, we did win 1-0. So. Yeah. No, I, wanted, I, I remember at the time, I wanted him in the team ahead of Delaney at the time. Right. We'd, all, we'd talked about him the way he ended last season and how he was, he was absolutely like a Rolls Royce of a defender. He was superb. Um, and he came in and he played a couple of really good games. And it's the fact that he's so calm on the ball. You know, he's a pro- he can pass it properly. And he can pass, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's great to watch in that sense. But the fact is, it remains that he's got a slower turning circle than a barge. And that's <laughs> as soon as people as soon as people isolate him for that. And he made a couple of colossal errors, didn't he? Uh, what was the one where he think he just basically kicked the ball in the floor and near enough fell over? I can't remember. Basically, cost us a game, but um, I'm sure someone will. Uh, but that, but that wasn't the Leicester game, was it? The Vardy one. I think no? it was Leicester. It was, yeah, it was Leicester against Vardy, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolute shocker he had in that game. Um, there you go. It was the Concaf Cup. Mariapa was good, and thanks for that, um, Elder Can. Appreciated. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I, I think there's a, there's a case to say we need to shake something up at the back, and Hanglin coming back in is a possibility if we can, um, you know, if we feel we can trust him against a, a sort of a pacey attack, if you like. There you go. Um, let's, let's talk very go back quickly. Go back to Jordan March, and then we got loads more to to cover over the course of the next hmm, half an hour. Bloody hell, we're never running out of time. Um, <clears throat> loads of people getting in touch asking whether or not uh, Gel's praise of March 
um, rings more true than my criticism of him. In fact, to actually quote what was put out, um, I've been quoted as saying, Joe, Joe wants to see more of much, and Hambo says he's a waste of space. I did say that, and I was harsh. <laughs> but <laughs> reading, reading it back, it doesn't sound like me, but I know I did say it. So you are, you talking about, um, are you talking about much or Joe? <laughs> I might claim the uh, the latter. Unlike me, you were not misquoted, Chris. That wasn't an exact quote from you. It wasn't an exact quote, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, because uh, you'll get hate off of Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hate tweets. Uh, yeah, like, like Twitter, hate affects me. Um, anyway, no. Um... <laughs> I never tweet misquotes. Yes, Sam. Thank you, Sam. I've only ever got um, hate once on Twitter, and I, and I replied to someone. So, someone put something out, and I just said, "Oh, get get over yourself," <laughs> without without looking that he had six hundred and forty thousand followers. Oh no! <laughs> yes, it's, it's it was an American, and he just put this thing out to his followers. I was like, "Oh no!" I thought my phone was going to melt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, Nav uh, said that it's hard to judge Jordan much. He's not had a chance. I'm fine recently. Ooh, ooh I don't agree. Honestly, honestly, I hate him. No, 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 I can't keep saying hate. Uh, CPFC just got in touch saying much needs to play consistently and in the same position as the second half. Stupid to take him off yesterday. I mean, it was definitely with hindsight, it was. Uh, Dan, Dan R., sweet as a moose. That's a great Twitter name. Uh, not worth the rumoured four to five million we paid for him. Championship level at best. Why Pardew is desperate to get him, I don't know. Much more in line with my thinking, really. Uh, Gregory Peck got in touch again, saying played well second half yesterday. Shows glimpses of what he can do. Again, I'll go with that as well. Um, I'm going to have to cough. Bear with me a second. I'm going to go on mute to do. It. <clears throat> oh, sorry about that. Oh, Seems to just be a bit throaty today. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's this. I suppose we're kind of split. There seems to be no one who's sort of going. Uh, you know, Petros Hadjianu. I like him. There, I said it. <laughs> it's almost like a guilty pleasure, isn't it? But um, And Georgie saying, I thought taking him off lost us momentum, even though he wasn't inspiring. Actually, probably that's closest to what I think was fair yesterday. Um, the, the, it was the wrong decision to take him off because of how we were playing, but he certainly wasn't inspiring. For me, again, it was all... I said it earlier, it goes back to the first half. So, But plenty of different views on that, and I'm sure we'll be talking... Much more about Jordan. Oh, I didn't mean that as a pun, but more about Jordan much in the future. Nick, did we miss Jason Punction or not? That's oh, that. Is what you question. say there? Say that again. That Nick? is the question. Did we miss Jason Punction or not? What do you that say? Hand grenade. What do you think? I do, but again, I'm a punch <laughs> supporter, so I don't count. <laughs> no, because I, I just get so he just even if he he's working hard, he looks like he can't be bothered sometimes. And it's the jogging, the slow jogging back that Suarez was doing yesterday. I don't know. He just doesn't. He's he's not been as magic as I know he can be. So I, I don't know. The, the, the question is this, right? The question is this. Okay, we all we all absolutely acknowledge that Jason Punchin's form this season has been nowhere near his best, right? We we acknowledge that. Joe will probably put it a lot stronger than that, but most people would say that he's just not been. He's just not hit the heights that he that he reached last season. And the statistics back that up. He's created a lot of chances for us, but he's got no goals. You know, he, he was scoring vital goals for us last season. Um, Wickham's so the got question, more assists. Was that? Wickham's got more assists. Yeah, that's actually in two games as well. Because obviously yeah. he, got, he got two assists in one game and one in, in, in a game yep. just played. But, yep. um, but yeah, joint top assists with, with both of three. There you go. Cheers, Mikey. Uh, but basically, I, I, I say, yes, we missed Jason Punch in yesterday. 
And the reason I say that is because Kabai had a nightmare. If Kabai doesn't have a nightmare, uh, um, sorry, then, then maybe we don't miss him. But if we had punched on the pitch, set pieces would have been better, in my view. Um, and I think the game would have flowed a lot better for us. We'd have someone else who was more comfortable in possession. Because yesterday, we went long. We didn't have that ball. So, so, even if it's just a simple ball for someone to slow the game down and move inside like he does and infuriates. Um, but but he wasn't. there wasn't an option. There wasn't a Jason punching option in the middle there. Now, that's my view. Joe, what do you think? In other news... <laughs> it's night time. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say nothing. Like I said, Patrick. If, if Patrick turned around and said that he, you know, he's a he's a supporter, I'm, I, I, look, I, I tell you, you can throw all the stats at me you want, right? But last year, everyone turned around and said Punchin didn't start playing until Christmas. So, that, so it's 15 games. So he didn't play well for 15 games. He hasn't played well for the for the first 15 games of this season. So what we do is at 15 and 15, that's 30. Right, well, that's more. That's just short of a season that he hasn't been very good. Mm, okay, right, their, their stats make stand up, you know. And, and and the other thing is as well, is he he doesn't he's not he hasn't created hardly anything this this year. So anyway, it, it's as Jay Dawes just said, we don't have punch and he's injured. So what's the point? Mm. No, it's just it's just it was just you know, um, what considering the fact that his his. No, let's face it. They say, what's the point? Well, the point is this, really. The point is that pretty much every week someone would raise the question of why the hell he's in the team and why he wasn't substituted. Our chat off air, we've had um, at least one person say, punch and getting injured is probably going to turn our season for the better. You know what I mean? So, and that wasn't me, by the way. It wasn't gel, by the way, no. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? So, we, we've had that. So, I think it's a point worth, worth raising. I don't think it's a point worth dwelling on for too long. Uh, and we'll see how things pan out over the next few weeks. We'll probably come back to it. Uh, last little bit. I think you first, Nick, actually, then Patrick. Yeah, CPFC Ollie in the chat. Holredo.net forward slash chat. Says that he feels more relaxed watching Palace with Punction in the team. His presence gives the team a more controlled feel to it. And there's a couple of other questions in there. But as you said, we need to move on. Addington Eagle uh, asking an interesting questions. But if you want to see that, go to the chat room. Carry on chatting there. It's getting quite lively in there tonight. Lots of um, differing opinions. Good stuff. That's what we like to hear. Um, in spite of what some people say about us, we do like differing opinions. King Bill <laughs> and said, though, uh, as Shamak is no longer great for us. Well, hmm. I know. I thought you might. Well, you know, there's other people that don't like him. I know he struggled. Probably. He struggled since he came back, but he's been looking more like himself coming off the bench recently. He just looks like a slightly larger view of himself. Do you think he's showing his age? I mean, you know, yeah. I know we love a, I know we love a thirty odd year old. Yeah, so, I think he's showing that um, that that he's suffered from being out as long as he's been out. Let's just leave it at that. But going, sorry, going back, Patrick, you want to talk a bit about punching? I think, and then we'll then we'll move that on. Yeah, just a couple of things. I, I think, like you just said, Kaseko, we missed in the last two matches. Um, Kabayas looked to me looked poor in both those matches. I think he's definitely missing, you know, obviously MacArthur or punching and get the ball off of him. And I will say also that in the two cup matches that we won, Stoke and Southampton, punching was brilliant in both of those games. Yeah, so true. it's not like he wasn't he hasn't been good the entire second half of the season. He did play, you know, he hasn't been good, you know, the whole season. But I think we're going to miss him because of that fact that he's had flashes. And you're right, you know, set pieces and getting the ball off of Kabay and running at defenders is something we miss. And um, that, that's why the long ball's come into our game, and it's, it's something we're going to have to look at, unless, of course, Blassie gets back in and, and kicks off right away. I, I, appreciate, 
Sorry, Chris. I appreciate what you're saying, Patrick, about about Jason Punchin and and the cup games. That he's looked really good, and he did look really good against Southampton. Right. But the thing is, if if we win, it, just I mean, if it's a massive, just say we win the FA Cup. What was it? Twenty million quid. Yeah. We need to stay in the Premier League for two hundred no, million. Totally agree. Totally I can give two tosses about the FA Cup. Totally our our priority now is to stick them kids out to play that game and not worry about that game, right? Because our, our priority is to keep... We've had so many injuries, and there's no doubt that the injuries have absolutely killed us. But we need to, we need to concentrate on the league. And I'm t- all these people saying, oh, yeah, we're nine points off a fifth and we're nine points off the bottom. But yeah. you wait, that, that, that you know, it's off the bottom that worries me because you look at what Sunderland are doing now. You know, I know... Well, they lost yesterday, didn't they? Who, Sunderland? They win. Uh, they beat Man United. Yeah, they beat Did Man United. they? Yeah, oh, Newcastle yeah. lost, sorry. Yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle. Yeah, I, but, but the thing is, I can still see them winning the odd game that's going to... But at the moment, we're not even winning the odd game. And, that's, and that puts us down into where every single game is a, is a cup game. Is a cup I game. agree, but you know, you've got Villa, Norwich and Newcastle for me and, and Sunderland. But again, uh, it's a different discussion. Who had better, those to play? Yeah, but we're, we're better than a whole bunch of them down there. Yeah, I'm not you, that you worried. You can say that. You can say that, though, Chris. We, we're better than we. So what? We're better than Bournemouth. We lost to Bournemouth. I personally think we're better than Watford. We lost to Watford. Yeah, Every yeah. team we're supposedly we're, we're better than we're better than than Sunderland. Do we lose to Sunderland? We lose to everybody. Yeah, yeah, we, we lose to everybody. You know, it's just we can't turn around and start have this. You know, they're moving forward. Right. Everyone's moving forward, and they, 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 like I said, I say it again, you know, when you're in, when you're down there, and you are in the in the mire, you 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 definitely you solid up as a unit, and that's what's happening to Sunderland there, and that's how they got out of it last time, and it wouldn't surprise me if they get out of this time. No, but I, 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 I think this this is a massive massive discussion to be had, and I, I think it's something that <laughs> excuse me, I think we're a bit on the cusp of it at the moment. You know, Mikey's just put in the chat, you know, because we're in that position where as many points off relegation than we are of sick it, it can go either way that's absolutely right we're kind of we're kind of teetering on the balance of are we going to be relegation battlers or are we going to push back up the league i think you know this discussion is something that we're going to come back to because i think we've got a couple of dodgy weeks at the very least ahead of us before we can um do too much about it um certainly yeah. with the fa cup coming up um but i, I don't want us to get especially with the amount of time we've already spent uh, discussing this in the show. I don't want to. I don't want us to get into that massive topic straight away. Now we'll probably do a bit more in our uh, recorded extra content for the pod. Content, but I'm sure yeah. we're going to come back to this um, in, <laughs> in future weeks anyway. Uh, but let's let's cover off a few other things. I do want to quickly draw attention to the fact that Joe says he couldn't give a toss about the FA Cup. Any listeners who want his tickets for the FA Cup final when we get there, <laughs> uh, just tweet in at HOLA. Give us a reason. It. I'll there you it. go, and um, and because Gerald doesn't care, he doesn't want. Why that. things are going for me, mate? I'll be at work, so it won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it won't um, Just a couple of other points to, to pick up on. Obviously, it's worth mentioning from a positive perspective. We were actually, I thought we were very good second half, and it was a real kick in the teeth that Watford scored uh, from their only real spell in the, in that second half, and it was we gave them the impetus. We've got none to blame but ourselves, but. You know, it was very, very frustrating. And then afterwards, we really did push them. You know, Kabai's hit the post. Uh, Ward's missed that header. Adebayor had a you know real chance as well. It was it was frustrating. We've mentioned the, the, the Suarez situation, and this is kind of the last point of discussion I want for the for the game before we get into to man of the match and uh, forward reviews and that kind of stuff. And it's that that Suarez got sent off in my view because of Wayne Hennessy's throwout. Um, Wayne Hennessy made 
two very good saves in that game. Um, yep. One of which I don't think mattered so much. Um, no, it was the third one didn't matter because he was given offside or something, or given as a foul, sorry. But um, made one very good save at his near post from Igalo. Um, and a very good save in the um, in the second half as well. It escapes me who actually had that shot. But um, no, he was, you know, he, he made a couple of very good saves. He's not claiming stuff in the air at the moment, which I find really frustrating. But but for me, right at the end of the game there, where we've got most of our players are already upfield, we're pushing to get an equaliser, and he's just overthrown that ball. A role, he shouldn't be throwing it out. He should be just smashing it up there. We know that's how it works. Get get the ball up there. He's overthrown it. Suarez shouldn't have jumped in the way he did, but he's done it because the ball was run away from him, and it's vital that we get the ball up there. He knows that it's our last moment in that game. Um, as it happens, it actually wasn't, but you know what I mean? You can tell why he's jumped in the way he's jumped in. So for me, I, as much as I blame Suarez, I also have a bit of blame for Hennessy, Jill. Right, watch him. As soon as Hennessy gets the ball, what what do you see? If you've got a school a school team, what do you get? What what do you do straight away? Goalkeeper gets the ball. You say to your left and right back, get out there, get wide as quick as you can. Give the give the goalkeeper an opportunity. Yeah. So what you want? You want one of your cent, one of your centre backs to give you give you uh, an option in the middle, and you want both of your both your wide players to go out wide immediately. And what was he doing? He was jogging, jogging with his back, and all of a sudden he's had the call, turn around, seen the ball, has got away from him. He's a professional footballer in the 81st minute of a game. That's no, ridiculous. Was, I don't. I think we at that lo- stage. It was, we were losing, though. So why would you want to get to the ball? Wouldn't you get the ball up, got field faster than that? Why would you want to get it to the oh, ball? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, sorry, sorry. Yeah. But, 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 but the thing is, it's just, you can't, you, you can't, it, the game lasts for 95 minutes or 93 minutes, whatever it is. You, the, you, you know, it's, you can't go, you just can't be, get, you got punished, right, for, for A, for a, for a, a I don't think it was a bad throw. It was basically down the line of him. So, cool. so if he stuck at his left foot, if he'd been looking, he would have stuck at his left foot, he could have trapped it. But it caught him by surprise. But he shouldn't be doing that. He should be taking, he should be willing and ready to take an option from the goalkeeper. But Joe, uh, well, it, it was the 93rd minute. I had to correct you. It was, it was late in the match. Sorry. It was the 93rd minute. It wasn't 81st. It was the last, it was like the last minute of the match. It really was very, very late. He's clearly not expected it, is he? <laughs> exactly. He really he's, isn't. He's expecting you know, him to boom it right up the field. Hennessy's exactly got a very good kick on him. So why would you play it? To, it made, Chris is right. It made no sense. He got, sorry, made it was a stupid tackle. He got him, it's what we call a hospital ball. It was a terrible, terrible ball to play the kid that late in the game. It didn't make any sense. You've got to get it down the field. It didn't make any sense to put the ball wide to him. He got his players sent off, plain and simple. And I I just, Hennessy, week on week, I'm just losing confidence. I know know you've never been a fan, Patrick. I know you haven't. But I've gone back to how I was before he had, for me now it's become, Hennessy had six, six or seven good games. You know, it's become like the, the you were so it's just jewels for you then. No, it's yeah, do you know what? It, I would, I would, I would put, I would put jewels back in because I, I think back to how we ended last season, and and how confident the defence were with the goalkeeper, and I and I want that back. I want a, I want a goalkeeper in there that the defence are confident about. Um, you know, and, and at the moment for me, that's that's got to be Spironi. They weren't confident with McCarthy for, for whatever reason. I felt he was dropped harshly at the time, but um, but at the same time, I understood it. But you know, and this is not. I, I'm not. It's not a witch hunt for, for Hennessy, okay? And I completely think it is relevant that he had he had some absolute stormers in goal for us. He really did. But the mistakes have affected him. 
they have properly affected him because he's staying on his line. Yeah. He's not coming out and getting crosses. Right. So the, the defence, you look at the second goal, the defence know he's not coming anywhere. The two of the defence centre-backs have gone to come and, come and make a header. You know, in, in games before that, it's, the centre-backs are so concerned with getting, right. getting their head on the ball in the, the six-yard box. It's just, oh, you know what I mean? It's, it just needs, it needs addressing. Hennessy has, has just not got the confidence of his back four anymore. And I know we talked about it the other week, Patrick, um, off-air. As we occasionally speak off air, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you were saying you were saying this to me. I was I was defending him a little bit, saying you can't keep blaming him for everything. But right. you made you made that exact point that if if the confidence has gone in him, then it, you know it doesn't really matter how he individually performs. It affects how the defence perform. And I think right. we we are genuinely seeing that as well. And Chris, the thing is, the things he was very good at distribution yesterday was very poor. And I, again, to me, commanding the box. We had, I remember when we first got the matches, he got those, the the clean sheets against Watford and get the second team. Uh, they got two clean sheets in a row, and we were saying, you know what? They look confident, and you know he's playing really well. And I was like, oh, you know, that's great, but um, he just doesn't look confident at all. You're right. The, the crosses, every cross in the box, I look at him, and he stands there and he watches. If it's in a six-yard box, if it's on a penalty spot, he stands there. And you're right, they are Delaney, Delaney and Dan now have a decision. Do I clear the ball? Do, what do I do? And then it causes panic, and then Ward decides, what do I do? Do I go and help out? Do I go mark so-and-so? And it's just, you can just see it. And he's not a talkative goalie. You can tell he doesn't talk. He's, mm-hmm. He don't, you know, he just, he's a very, you know, he's, he just, he, you know, he, he's a goalkeeper, Patrick? but he doesn't talk in a box. Yes, Nicholas. How does Ward speak again? Can you do that Joe Ward voice again for me? No, nah, it wasn't. It was possibly a Nessie <laughs> voice, actually. Yeah, yeah, they're all honestly. they're all lacking in confidence. They're all they're all. Agree, but don't you think it starts in the okay. keeper? Don't you think it starts with the keeper, though, Nick? Or no? It's got to start somewhere. No, it starts with the captain. It starts with the captain and the captain's Jedi. Well, the captain was Delaney before Jedi, so okay. It was it was it was, been, it was Jedi just got in the lineup two matches ago, lads. So before it was Delaney. So let's blame let's blame Delaney first and then blame Jedi because it's not fair to blame Jedi. Been in the game for two matches now because of uh, MacArthur's injury. Before that, it was Delaney. So okay. be fair. The, Bill um, Childs has got in touch and agrees with me. Spironi to start at Spurs. Um, so hey. in the chat room as well. Has just said that quite a few in the chat room saying bring Jules back, but they're saying, well, doesn't he? He need time to bed in. Doesn't need a few games to get going. And we say that about a lot of players, but fact is, Premier League, you don't get that chance, do you? No, you don't. Uh, look, I'm going to wrap, uh, just so we can do the man of the match uh, reveal during our podcast uh, extra content. So make sure you download that because uh, we are running out of time because we've been talking so much. It's been enjoyable, but slightly cathartic. But um, let's get to a, <coughs> a few other bits of contact before we go anywhere. Um, hmm. Zander Dangerfield is saying we didn't miss Punch and we missed MacArthur massively. It's something we haven't even talked about. Uh, very quick on that, Nick. Um, we talked about, obviously, to say we talked about Punch MacArthur, box-to-box midfielder, would have made a big difference in the first half, in my view. Do you agree? I do agree, but um, we were all saying that it doesn't matter who plays next to Kabai, he brings him up a, a gear, and Kabai hasn't been doing that in the last couple of games, so potentially, yes, no, I don't know. Potentially, yes, no, you don't know. <laughs> you don't, Except who, who that's why you're running at the moment, yeah. <laughs> Make everybody else feel good about themselves. Um, somebody in the chat room said we should have kept O'Keefe for that role. <laughs> They didn't really. I'm was it, was it, it Joe? <laughs> <laughs> it was Andy Street. <laughs> he loves cookies. <laughs> he does. Um, oh, there's loads of little bits on here as well. Um, Johnny Estes saying we overperformed first part of the season and underachieved in the second. Uh, the final part will level out. That's, that's positivity. I like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Palace Dave saying love Delaney, but he's too slow. Need a major squad reshuffle in the summer. 
Um, Georgia getting in touch. Uh, the bad four, back four, I think that means, seem to get away, uh, away with murder. 16 in nine is poor. Eight home defeats. Um, Paul Ashby saying we miss punching centrally. If he plays, it's usually wide these days, though. Uh, Georgia again saying that um, we're bringing Hangland and also Kelly into the back four for the next few games there. Uh, plenty more coming in as well, but I think we'll have to <laughs> have to move on. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm frustrated. I am frustrated um, about the way that we've been approaching games of late. You know, there are reasons for it. We've talked about some positives as well, um, but for me, it's just a, a very, very, very difficult period. And you know, our season will be defined in how we come out of this. You know, if indeed we do come out of this, so very, very difficult times uh, at the moment. So look, we'll talk about the. Um, Oh, the 25-man vote just after um, the four-word reviews. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram. At Homestale Radio. Four-word reviews. Ramsey Masellum. Relegation battle is looming. Fergus Teed. Please keep the fight. Barry Mitchell. Players lost fighting spirit. Son John Rakanov. Pile of elephant dung. Chris Ennis, poor tactics, poor subs. James Taylor Noy, anyone got Mourinho's number? Annette Tratham, where is Dwight Gale? Dunphy, too much long ball. Paul Crouch, where's our famous atmosphere? Tissues, dropping like a stone. Chess, result, scrap, relegation scrap. Ed Porter, whip him off too early. Dave, can't defend, can't score. Except, except we did. Gareth Jones, players underperforming, worrying times. They are indeed. Mm. Mm. Worrying times, I'm mm. sure that's a publication. What was that? If I went... Review the game next week by tweeting hashtag forward review to add whole radio. The all-time Palace 25-man squad. Tweet us your suggestions and we'll choose in or bin. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why we kept mm. doing that. Mm. <laughs> you picked that up back in the game and back in the day, haven't you? That's exactly it. So we do that as a recorded clip somewhere. But, um, did um, did Joe say tissues in that? Did say tissues, yeah. Yeah. Tissues. Yeah, but, yeah, but I read it. But I, I just, it, you know, I just read what I, I get told to just read what's there now. Oh, well, that you put there? No, yeah. I never put it. It wasn't me. No, no, I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, it's it's ultimate squad time. Ultimate twenty-five man squad. Um, just to quickly run down what we've got. Um, we're talking obviously talking about wingers today there's a final winger position up for grabs John Salarco is the man you voted for it to get your vote across is holradio.net forward slash vote vote to in or bin John Salarco Nick will be making the point very shortly about um, alternatives but um, what we've got so far in the squad in goal we have Nigel Martin and John Jackson in the squad Uh, for defenders um, Scott Dan Eric Young Nathaniel Klein and Kenny Sansom in midfield, we have Wilf Zaha, well, winger. Peter Taylor is a winger. Don Rogers is a winger in centre midfield. Jeff Thomas, Andy Gray. And as of last week, Aki Rihalati, who hopefully we'll be speaking to fairly shortly about his inclusion, which I'm sure he'll have some interesting views on. Um, 
I think he was surprised to get in there. And, and judging <laughs> yeah. by judging by some of the responses from um, from listeners, they are also surprised we put Aki in there. I love Aki. I wasn't on when, when he was voted in, but I'd have voted him in as well because he's just a legend. Uh, up front, we've got Ian Wright, Andrew Johnson, Mark Bright, Dougie Friedman with one more spot to go, and that is going to be fiercely contested. Chris Armstrong, Clinton Morrison, Johnny Byrne. Ah, oh, you know, really, Peter Simpson should be in there on statistics, shouldn't he? Who? Do I mean Peter, Peter Simpson? Simpson? Yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah. You've been all Sean Connery on us there, Chris. Peter Shimshon. I've got a slight cold for some reason, which I didn't have before I started this show. Before you moved to Scotland. Half my working life. Right. That is is actually what's happened, but it's kind of irrelevant. Um, Anyway, so hlradio.net forward slash vote. Vote in or bin for John Solarco. Just having a look at the moment. There's a few uh, few votes come in on that. Um, Hmm. So who am I going to pick to start there? Start their views. Let's start with you, Mr. Joe Holyoke. Oh, I thought he was going to go somewhere else. Um, I you might. Oh, listen, I, uh, he gave me some of my most memorable moments, um, especially at Forest Away in the in the eighties. In the, oh. you know, I, I just um, but but listen, we, we've had a chat behind the scenes before, and and we've been doing it while it's been going on, and I don't think he's as good as Vince Allaire. Hmm. So, um, so, so that's yeah. I mean, obviously that's got a, that's got a factor in. Look, I mean, obviously he's played played for England, nine caps for England. If it wasn't for injury, he probably would have had hell of hell of a lot more. Um, yeah, no, so I, international I, I recognition. That, but again, he was made of glass. But you know, he had, he had a terrible. Did he have to do his knee? Did he do? His yeah, knee? yeah, yeah, twice. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah that's right. I know. Yeah, I know. He had a lot of time out. Um. There was no doubt about it. His enthusiasm. He's he was he was very very good for us. And 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 I I look at him almost as a legend. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to put him up against other players at that position, then um, then I'm oh, I'm going to reserve my judgment for the very yeah. end of our conversation. We'll do but, it. Have, have a have a proper think. Yeah, you know. I will. Um, okay, uh, Patrick. I love watching him play. Um, I'm a. I'm a person who loves to see wing play, and um, I'll get to Hilaire in a minute. But Salako was a was was a great to watch him play. He put in a perfect ball every time. I'll never ever forget the 1990 FA Cup final. The ball he puts into Ian White and that back post that he half volleys in is or volleys in is a brilliant ball, and that's the quality that John Salako had. And you know, every once in a while, when I remember when Wright he got hurt, he moved uh, moved Salako down central. When actually when Wright he was sold, he moved in central. He could score goals. Didn't score a lot. He scored like twenty two goals for Palace over his career. But you know, he came up with some uh, really great play. And I just love watching him play as a, as a player. And um, now he's on the coaching staff. You know, to me, he's a legend at Palace. Um, getting to Hilaire, if I can talk to that very quickly. I mean, mm. I grew up. Um, I was very lucky. I grew up in the uh, in the seventies, and I got to see that the whole team come through the youth team. I saw Hilaire. I saw um, uh, Nicholas, I saw Fennec, I saw Murphy, I saw Sasson come to the youth team when they were, you know, youngsters. So I, I know that team very well. And Vince Lair was a brilliant player. He actually was my favorite player for Palace. It was actually Kenny Santos because I was a left-back when I grew up, but I moved to left-back when I got older. But I love Hilaire. So it's tough for me to look at Hilaire versus Solako. I think those are the last spot, but I think Solako, it was a very, very good player. And I like John to think about it, whether I'm putting him in or not, but he was a great player for Palace. Okay, uh, Nick. I know you where you're, you're of a similar opinion, but let's uh, let's see your current thought process. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go to a couple of points about Johnny Johnny Salad, as he's affectionately known from the chat room, wholeradio.net forward slash chat, 
Uh, Lyons remembers him going in goal against Wimbledon. Did he yep. once save a penalty in the days before he had goalkeeping subs? Yeah. Um, and he actually got injured for England away against New Zealand. He was about to make it big. Crucial yeah, injury at the wrong time. Nowadays, he'd have been back in six months. Yeah. Um, Booted says he, he, he thinks Hilaire should be in, but Lyons says McGoldrick needs to go and so there's somebody else. Without, without Solarco, we wouldn't have had the right and bright that we know. Because there you they, go. In the, there used to be loads of banter. They used to tell him exactly where they, they, they used to be <laughs> quite horrible to him. If yeah. He was to him. <laughs> they were. A fierce man. Uh, but it, without him, they, they wouldn't have been as, as legendary either. So whether you can have a whether you can have Ian Wright in the um, dream team without Solarco is is another thing. So I'm, I, I could easily be swayed. But Vince Hilaire was the only player that I've cried about when when he left Palace. Um, I was only about nine, but you know that doesn't <laughs> really. But you know, right. first he, he meant that much to me, and he was he was just all right. He he kind of replaced Peter Taylor as being the the winger the wingy hero. And it is, I suppose it's part of my youth that um, wants him to be there. Yeah, look, I'm going to sort of take take this on. I mean, I, I, first of all, um, the the match that Slarko got injured in against New Zealand. I don't know if I'm right in saying this, but in my memory from watching that, he was he was playing absolutely superbly and was actually got injured coming in at the back post trying to slide the ball in. What would have been, I think, his his first England goal, and you know, in, injured himself doing that, uh, and that that was it for him, really. For, for, you know, he came back from that, but he was never, never the same player again. Um, and it was, it was a real, real shame. Um, he, he, for me, he, again, you, you talk about the way Ian Wright and Mark Wright used to talk to him. You know, they made him as good as he was, and he was superb. You know, he, he got, you know, he represented England at senior level at a time when a, you know, a few players got in, questionably. Um, it was Graham Taylor, I think, that sort of era. But, he deserved to be there. He deserved to be at international level. And like, like I've been saying, he would have he would have gone on to absolutely massive things, but for injury. But he was my favorite, probably my favorite player. I mean, I loved Ian Wright and I love Mark Bright, and I probably called both of them my favorite player, and in the past, probably on this show. But Solarco for me was was a proper superstar. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, and I was I was just gutted, gutted when he got injured, and, and even gutted when he left and went to Coventry. It was just. You know, it was it was a difficult period for me. And he's still one of those people when I see him about that I can't speak to. <laughs> you know, I you, know, <laughs> you should you I, should I just, try. You should try. No, I, I have a, I have had conversations. He's a great he's a great oh, great bloke. And Absolutely he just top, and that's the top. thing. You know, when you you go, oh, you know, I spoke to such and such, and he was a lovely bloke. And someone else goes, ah, I thought he was a bit of a toss. You know, and on the pitch there, like they can be really horrible. You know, like the cost, like Costa, you hate you on the pitch. Apparently, off the pitch, he's supposed to be one of the nicest people ever. Yeah. You know, but I never, every time I've met him a lot, a lot. The, the, uh, I think it's the, the Mildred House that they, he plays golf with Brighty and they and and um, and Sheringham. They raise a lot of money for for those kids. Um, and every time I've met him, and I've and I've watched him in a, you know, just watched him conduct himself. And he's always, always just been the nicest, nicest. But you know, he's a good bloke. He is a nice person, mm. Salako. And this, that's what makes my decision even harder. Yeah. No, look, he's, I, I can I can only second that. You know, I've had. I say he's one of the few people that he will. The first time I saw him up at Palace, I think he walked past me. 
and I must have been staring because he just he just looked over and nodded and said all right and I just I couldn't even say words you know what I mean it wasn't I'm not That's usually shy of, not usually shy of any words and I just the best I could do was go <laughs> like that and then he was gone <laughs> but um, but no he like he took some jokes at uh, an event I was at where I was mocking his singing in, for Glad All Over and stuff like that he took them the right way and all that kind of stuff and it was just a absolutely top fellow when you speak to him but but it's not even but you know we're talking about ability in the, in the 25 man squad and for me okay i didn't i didn't see vince hilaire live so that's probably going to affect me um but it's just there's just no there's, there's no question for me go on joe can i tell you what vince hilaire i'll tell you what vince hilaire is like if you can just imagine a productive wolf yeah i, I can but then i and then i look at vince hilaire and say why you got under twenty one recognition for England. Why didn't he get wider recognition? He, um, uh, different he had a he had a bit of a um, thing with an official once, apparently, and that kind of slowed his career down. I, so I heard. I What's a bit of a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Is that sort of thing you said. shouldn't have said? And we're going to have to edit it out of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Chris. You don't know. All right. You're just, now you're just saying I don't know. No, hang on. Um, Eagle in flight. Hilaire for me is an excellent player. <laughs> Didn't he once push a referee and it cost him a bit in his oh, career? Right. Oh, okay. There you That's go. I don't, I don't see it. It's that may be non-diplume anyway. A couple of things, though. As I'll mention earlier, Joe mentioned a productive wolf. That's an interesting comparison. because They were very equally flashy. Again, Hilaire didn't, back then, didn't keep statistics for um, assists, so who knows how many he really had because we don't know. He didn't score a lot of goals, but I think Wolf comparison is excellent. But remember, he's one of the first black players that was really good back then. And honestly, let's be honest, back then, black players didn't play for England. I mean, the first couple of players were Laurie Cunningham. That's what uh, I meant, you know, Patrick, different right. times. Exactly. I so, I, mean, I hate to say, that was one of the reasons I think he didn't make it more than the fact he didn't have the ability to play. Just back I then, agree. it weren't, you had to I be agree. a really top top quality player. And Palace weren't in the top division back then. You know, they did, I guess, in the early 80s. But when he first came up, they weren't in the top flight. So, got that Laurie Cunningham, you know, got in there first. And it made sense because they were playing for West Brom back then. So, that, I think that was more of an issue than the more of his ability. So, it was, a, it was the wrong time for him, unfortunately. Well, it's tight. It is that time. We've got to give our reasons. Um, I'm going to nail my colours to the mask, first of all. It's an in for me. Absolutely, without question, no chance that anyone else could change my mind. John Solarco is in the ultimate 25-man squad in the final winger position. Um, Gel. It, it breaks my heart. It really does. But, uh, but it's, it's been for me. Been for Gel. Yes. Ooh, Nick. There are two reasons. Wow. One, I actually think Solarco's better. Uh, I'm sorry that um, Vince Lair was better apart my childhood, and he was. It was an. Uh, there was an iconic. It was an a uh, Palace icon. He really was, and I think he should be in the team for that. He was the one that was always in shoot. Do you know what I mean? With a stripe, with a with a sash kit, and the the second reason I'm going to bin Solarco is so that we have something to talk about on the next winger week. Um, otherwise, we'll be just sitting here being all quiet, saying, well, we vote for the wingers. There is no next winger wing. Exactly. <laughs> right, so how does Solarco, how does, if, if Solarco well, doesn't get in, mm-hmm. then how does Vince Hilaire, if there are no more wingers weeks anyway? Oh, no, there would be if yeah, if it's if it's left open. Okay, yeah, yeah, good point. Um, I'm actually, is it cruel to do this? Yes, it is cruel to do this, so I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> the listeners poll have voted 80% in for John Solarco. <laughs> 
So that who's it, makes who's it, it down to then? It makes oh. it two two, and it's oh, it's your your decision, Patrick. Ah, <laughs> oh, this um, is great. Do the right thing, Patrick. Should we let no. them find out Patrick, on the podcast? Patrick, I support whatever decision you make. I'm not a bully like these two. I'm, exactly. I'm going to do the right thing. Now, I'm, I'm, again, I'm from a time where Hilaire was coming through. I just spoke about it. And I, I love Vince Hilaire. But Nick is going to sway me because Nick is absolutely right. Without John Salaka, there's no Wright and Bright. And Wright and Bright were part of the greatest teams that Palace ever had. So based on that alone, I'm going to in him. Um, Way there we go, controversial, and I'm sure. Oh, your fault, Nick. You begun. I'm sure. Point. I'm going to go on Twitter and tell <laughs> Vince Hilarious that he's been binned. <laughs> well, he hasn't. We haven't he talked about him. Uh, it's not um, no more I'm, wingers. I'm it's sure that been. I'm sure that this feature will change in the future. Where we'll be voting in or bin to people, swapping people in and out. I reckon that's how it'll uh, eventually become. Because once we fill the 25, we're going to get so much abuse. Um, but there it is. That's the decision. John Solarco takes the last winger spot in the ultimate 25 mask. Well, congratulations to John Solarco. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens on that in the near future. Homesdale Radio. Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. Oh, that was one of my favourite podcasts of all time. Did you enjoy it, guys? What's going on? Oh, I know. My childhood idol is not in the 25. I'm almost thinking of quitting the station over it. You're, you're a liar. Mate, you said it was mate, Jerry Murphy you... was a childhood hero. Listen, Make up your mind. Listen, Nick, if you feel you want to go, mate, you know, I'll support that. It's all right. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're an important part of this show. Look, we can't um, can't make this outro too long because Joe needs to go and do something with some wood, apparently. It is Valentine's Day, after all. <laughs> <laughs> hey! He's uh, wood up, apparently. <laughs> all right. I mean, I, I hinted at it subtly. You just said it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we work so well together. I can't it, yeah. get rid of me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so just a quick reminder that you heard before before the show in our introduction that uh, we've got a competition running um, where you've got to guess uh, which got guess in fact just tell us which which club called Luton that Vince Hilaire joined after leaving Crystal Palace what? Um, just tweet us um, <laughs> tweet us at <laughs> Radio hashtag podcast competition um, and one of you will win a Kabai mug subliminal messages do we pay the postage or do they get a bill for the postage when they receive it uh, we'll sell them fill for the mug as well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't chance to buy one. <laughs> they wouldn't chance to buy a mug. Yeah. Did that come no. from America? <laughs> it did, yeah. yeah. And it's expensive, yeah. so don't let them pay for, don't let them pay postage. Nah, it's all, it's all, it's all gratis for the winner. Don't there worry. There you go, gratis. Are we going to give the Kabai mug maker a, another shout out? Uh, Ian will have to do it because I can't remember. Ian, Ian. McDade. Bring, bring the, the Bronx. Bronx. Oh, Nick, can I say it, please? Or you want to say it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Ian, you, Nick. Oh, it's Ian oh, McDade at Britain the Bronx, and he also makes license plates. Not, you know, when you're a criminal, but, you know, the license plate, the palace one. They look really nice, too. Yeah. So okay. get some of those. There you go. Is he paying oh. us for this? Uh, you know what? Mm, I'll get him the sponsor. I'll what license plate should he make for Adam Johnson? No. Right, let's move <laughs> this on. Um... <laughs> N O N C E. 
Are you 15? Yeah. <laughs> well done, Mikey. <laughs> Are you 15? Y-E-T, brilliant. Best ever. Best brilliant, Mikey. That's this, very I, yeah, that is impressive. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that's got to stay in. We've got to keep that in. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Um, okay, look, a few things I want us to talk about in this, in this outro. Uh, first thing was that uh, the man of the match vote uh, that happened during the course of the show uh, we didn't uh, get to. Uh, the man Twitter have said that it was Wilfred Zaha with 50% of the vote. Let's get your views, gentlemen. You agree with Wilf, Patrick? Um, I might give, give it to Adebayor, I think. Actually, I thought he played well. The offside drove me crazy. But I see a lot of potential in the way he plays. I love the goal, I love the celebration. So I thought Wolf played a really good second half, but I think I might just slightly give it to Edabayo. Hmm. Nick? When you say slightly give, do you guys go, here you are? No, I'm having a bet. Here you are. I'm do you remember um, that thing I've said about saying it quietly to yourself in your head first and then working out if it's worth saying? Right. Yeah, you forgot. Yeah. That was weeks ago. Yeah, I'm like much. You have to keep telling me. <laughs> um, man of the match for me was Suaro for getting himself banned for three matches and to give Martin Kelly a chance because I think he'll wow. be better. It's so that's awful. Joe, Wilf, Wilf, you just consistently um, good. I actually something I didn't talk about in the in the show that I did mean to say. Um, Forever <laughs> sick that um that Nick's been giving Suaro. Um, I thought him and Wilf linking up on the left-hand side in the second half was absolutely... For, for a spell there, they did not know what to do. Not They couldn't stop either of them. And, yeah. you know, how we... Again, and that goes back to the change that the Pardew made in taking Jordan much off and, and affected the balance of the team, um, unfortunately. Because at that point, there was only one winner and it was going to be us. And it was going to come from that left-hand side, I'm certain of it. You know, Adebayor came so close to getting the ball in from one, one of those drilled-in crosses. But... Um, so I, I can understand the votes for Wilf, but I actually have to go with you, Patrick, and, and say by your not for the for the first half he didn't really do an awful lot other than get caught offside and, and, and score and score that goal, which, <laughs> exactly. which is the main thing really. It's, yeah. you know, it was a great leap. It was a and you know his striker's movement. Uh, he did get caught offside a lot, but then they pushed very very unusually high up Watford. They were a very very good um, team for, for for catching people offside. It's, they play the offside offside trap trap well, and because and by was not quite sharp enough. You know, uh, how many times the player of that ability and he's been playing that long should not be getting caught offside that often. Once, if you get caught offside once, you've got to be thinking, Hey, up, they're playing the offside trap here. I better be a bit careful rather than let it happen over and over and over again. Sorry, some of our greatest strikers loved being offside. Yes, uh, you know, Bruce Dyer. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, Chris, actually, you know what? Flinton loved an offside. You said about Watford. You know they have actually they have the most offsides of any club in the Premier League. Yeah, you go. I mentioned the commentary yesterday. I wrote it down. I forgot to mention it during the, during the show. But, yeah, they had the most offsides, so they are very well drilled. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I think that was a factor. It was frustrating. I agree with that. But I think second half, he was absolutely sensational. Um, proper, proper striker. Very, very glad to have him. So, there you go. That's the... Um, the, the uh, the man of the match out of the way. The listeners go with Zaha, and if you count them as a vote, Zaha gets it from the from whole radio as well. Even though myself and Patrick uh, think that Adbayar shaded it. There you go. Good stuff. Um, Ultimate squad. Obviously, you've just heard John Salako made it into the twenty-five. Patrick with the deciding vote there, um, and Pressure. you also heard just how upset Nick and Jill were. <laughs> 
So we've given them a chance to, to air their views a bit more. Now they're angry. Just how angry are you, Nick? Very. Very. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, do, do, is, it, is it, you know, is it a genuine miscarriage of justice here? We, is it just that we don't have enough winger spaces in the squad? As I said, midfielder out? who else have we got as winger? Peter Taylor. <laughs> yeah, Peter Taylor. Ryan Rogers and Wolf so, Saha. Yeah, yeah, see, that's still... Pretty, pretty impressive. I'd still have Vince over, over Johnny, but maybe it's just a because he was. He's just. I put a photo in our chat earlier. He was just such an icon for Palace and such a breakthrough player that I think he just. He he was he was the exciting one. He was he was kind of the first player that I remember when Palace when I went, first went to watch Palace play and was he got the ball and you every time he got it you thought something was going to happen. Same with AJ gets the ball you think he's going to score it. it it's, wasn't quite that with Hilaire but you knew he was going to beat players you knew he was going to put in perfect crosses and I know Johnny Salad did that as well and Johnny Salad scoring from the halfway line against Forrest never forget Brian Clough after that game because it only takes a second but that was that was about the third replay was it Jill? and we, we lost it anyway. called... we lo- yeah we lost the replay anyway we lost the- that was the second one we lost the third one yeah days of third replays Chris do you remember that? yeah vaguely <laughs> 1991 <laughs> You know, I was thinking out loud in the course of this show because we're going to get to 25 and there's going to be players missing from that. You know, we talked about, I talked about in the, in the strikers, you know, one of Clinton Morrison and Johnny Byrne and Chris Armstrong and probably a fair few others as well, Peter Simpson, are not going to be in the 25 and people are going to be angry about that. Well, can't it's we? It's, 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 it's very easy. It's very easy. What we can do is actually with all that 25 down to 11. Well, that's one way of going. That's exactly it. I was thinking one way of going Ooh. is to pick, pick the 11 you'd start with from that. But obviously the other way is to, to give people a chance to, to bring up the player that they think should be in there and the player they think we should should replace. I think that's but, better, yeah. Rather than... Uh, only our game. Well, it's <laughs> 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 well, game. Yeah. Well, so rather than having a production meeting in the middle of a podcast, I think that we should, that. Um, just, we should leave the 25th space open as a wild card and we get people to phone in or vote. Not phone in, but leave a message. Wait, wait, wait. So rather than having a production meeting in, in, mid-show, in mid-show, or sorry, at the end of the show, you then introduce another concept. So you're just joining in. Yeah, I know, but I think that we should have a wild card space to... Just nah, so I think we're being postmodern anyway by talking about the show in the show. I like it. It's my, it's my thing. Can yeah, I, 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 just I, I, I just want, I need to go off on a tangent, only because I'm reading really? Twitter while I'm doing it. But so, so Jolien Lescott, he, he tweets a picture. Yeah, you seen it, Patrick? Yeah. It's yeah. a nice he, car. It's he a made a mistake, he said. He tweeted a picture of his car. And he has got some absolutely <laughs> slaughtered on Twitter. Like, I mean, slaughtered, but there's some really, really funny. And then some other, someone else has tweeted pictures of a Robin Reliant and went, yeah, I just, just like, took a picture in my pocket. Sorry. There's some real crack cars. The and best then, one was, hey, you go zero to six in 90 minutes. 
<laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's very very funny. Good, uh, thanks. Lovely. Um, lovely that's visual thing for a podcaster. I haven't got a clue what the car is like. It's talking about you, Chris. Can you describe the car for us, Joe, please? I oh, know because he's putting out another one because of all the abuse. He's get, get stuff with all the abuse. We give hundred percent. I'm going home to my model wife, big house cars, and I'm going to count my money. No, <laughs> no, he didn't. But he's, <laughs> <laughs> someone's <laughs> mooded it on <laughs> and put it up there. <laughs> um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> it doesn't really matter now, does it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, look, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about football. It's Valentine's Day, guys. You know, I'm, I'm eternally alone, so it doesn't really mean anything to me. But, um, you know, what, what you guys got planned? Obviously, Joe, we've talked about the fact that you've got some wood planned. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> what, what are you up to? My wife, unfortunately, so it's just a quiet dinner. I'll make dinner later on. Oh, get, get well soon, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. That's very nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. She'll be yeah, all right, but right. she's sleeping right now. But thank you. And then toward my birthday, so... Hmm. How, how old? Don't remember. Six. I think it was 51 you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, the podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate. Five, yeah. five plus one. Edit, oh, edit, edit. Someone edit that out, Mikey, please. I'm begging you. Yeah, beep yeah, out 51 or I'm just 50. overwrite it with me saying 68. Which makes me the oldest person yeah. on this podcast. Wow. Yeah, you are, yeah. Wow. Nick, what so, you got planned for the, uh, for the, the Cupid's Day, as they call it? Um... Nothing really. No? No, I love her all year round. She's just got the ump that I'm up here. Um, She's she's got the ump that I'm up here doing podcasts rather than buy the roses and ting. Ranting. You've got to humble the fact that you just randomly speak in a Jamaican way. That's my favourite epic joke. I got I got a job as a triangle player in a Jamaican reggae band. I just stand at the back and ting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I, uh, I, I've had a job for an Irish nurse in a week and she told me a joke. Am I allowed to say it? Uh, Englishman. Englishman, Englishman, Italian, and a, and a paddy. And a, 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 oh, did, did you read that, Patrick? <laughs> and the um, uh, and the Englishman said, "Yeah." He said, uh, "When I make love to my wife afterwards, he said I sit back, have a cigarette on the bed, have a cigarette on the bed, and I look round and and she's like floating a foot above the bed." And the Italian says, uh, "When I make a lover to my wife, he said I rather, he said I like the cigarette, and so I look at my wife and she is six feet off the bed." And the Irishman says, he said, that's nothing. He said, after I've, because oh, I can't do an Irish accent, after I've made love to my wife, he said, I want me cock on the curtains and she hits the fucking ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how much of that we have. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> <sighs> Next on the comedian, we have... I can't remember any inappropriate yeah, comedians' just, names. Just, just, <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs that the best thing I've watched on telly in the last three weeks has been repeats of On the Buses. And that is that true. Is, that is tragic. Really? Wow. Yeah. Even Max of the Day, I can't... What, what is going wrong at Palace, seriously? is it? Are we going to get over it? Or is it is, just a downward so spiral? So, is it a crisis? Are we actually in crisis now? Because a lot of people are behaving like we are. <sighs> they were four weeks ago. <laughs> We'll beat Tottenham. No, we won't. You're absolutely. No, we won't. We definitely no. won't. You know, did you watch him play today? 
Yeah. Well, no, I didn't. I saw. I saw. If they the... put out their second scene. They're gonna kill us. Yeah. That's how good they look. They are in such unless they just rest everybody, which they're not gonna do. They look so good today, and they they took it to Man City today. And I'm very very. I don't usually get negative, and I'm not negative. I'm just being honest. I don't think everybody, we have a chance in heck next Sunday. No chance at all. Not where we're playing right now. And to me, that's gonna be a bad sign. I think if we do one in the cup, they might give us a little confidence. They hasn't really proven that so far. I mean, it hasn't helped us at all. But I think winning is contagious, and I just think that. Losing is also, and I think we need to win next Sunday, but I don't see us having a chance at all. Nine weeks ago, we're ready for Europe, mate. Yeah, yeah. But we, and the other thing is, those wins in the cup have, have had no real effect on our league form. Right. The it, performances haven't been terrible. That's the thing. They've been terrible in in forty five minute bursts, which is the more frustrating thing. But um, I, I, my question is, we, we talked about today that the, that the manager's not immune from criticism, right? How far would it go before you start genuinely questioning his his job? He's, you know, if, if we got relegated, would it take relegation? Would you, would you question it then? I wouldn't from the standpoint of we need to have, we've got to have a long-term plan. We have never had a manager for our entire season since Dougie, right? The last one who we lost the entire season, right? When he, yeah. when he first got hired. So, I mean, the panic would be, would be, uh, would be apocalyptic as far as people, if we got relegated. But I think we'd have to stick with him. I don't think, would he, would he stay around? Well, who <laughs> knows? Leave? You know, I mean, what do you, I mean, who knows? He might leave. I mean, that's an awful conversation, Chris, to be having right now. Seriously, yes. I mean, you're relegated, lose our manager. Oh God! Whenever you talk about Dougie Friedman, all I see is all I hear is he's the text message. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, on Bubs, this thing. <laughs> yeah, ah, yeah. I, I knew you. I knew you'd come crawling back. <laughs> 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 you know, the palace minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, I know you've I know you've got to go because the Viagra's kicked in, so um <laughs> 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 So uh cheers. We'll we'll wrap this up and uh, but if you need to pop off you do that. Um cheers now. <laughs> Sounds even worse. It does, I know <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing, by the way. I've got a load of wood from the skip, you lot. Yeah. Window. <laughs> <laughs> in your window. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um <laughs> All right, I think we're going to leave it there anyway. We've we've talked for long enough. We could do more, but um, really, I should probably get myself ready for work tomorrow. I've been off for two weeks. It's going to be hell. Oh, good luck with that, mate. Enjoy. I'm off for a week. School's out. Yes. Ah, oh, some outrageous. Sorry. Anyway, um, again, cheers for downloading. Make sure you get involved in our competition. Um, I've said it enough. If you, if you can't remember what I said, rewind and listen back to it. Um, but yeah, something about Luton or something like that, I think. Um, but other than that, cheers for downloading. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or whatever thing that you use. What's the thing that you use, Mikey? Tell me in the chat. Podcast Addict. There you go. So if you're, if you're non-iTunes, we recommend Podcast Addict as a... Uh, or Acast. Is that not a thing Acast, No, Acast works, but you, should, you can subscribe on that. But I'm not sure how it counts things. But Podcast Addict, you subscribe on that and you'll get the, uh, the show automatically every single week. Cheers, oh, everybody. Um, oh, go on. Go on. I'll just say, boy. What? Bye, Vimto. Vimto. Seriously. Mixed up. Fruit. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.